Let's ball out, baby! Drew and Mike show is rolling from the deals in the D.com studios in Ferndale. Trudy's here. Brandon is here. Mark is still on family business. Family <laughs> playtime, actually. And, Must be uh, nice. Yeah. yeah. It probably is. Very nice. Hopefully. <laughs> I didn't mean that to be, be salty. Very refreshed when he gets back. And we are in the deals in the D.com studios. And the show is presented by Hall Financial, our presenting sponsor. February is a great time to buy a home in Michigan. Beat the spring and summer home buying season. Caesar, get into your new home with Hall Financial's exclusive Buy Smart program, where you can get up to $2,500 towards your down payment. You don't have to pay it back if you qualify. So get pre-approved. Find out if you do qualify. Go through their five-star certified pre-approval. Hall Financial can even connect you with a top realtor from their exclusive realtor network. And they've got them everywhere, specialists in every local neighborhood you're interested in. So call Hall Financial first at 866-CALL-HALL or chat with them online at Call Hall first. All right, today is President's Day, which, uh, yeah, last night I was talking to somebody and they said, oh, yeah, yeah kids have tomorrow off. And I was like, tomorrow? It's tomorrow. You didn't, have, you didn't have today off, did you? Uh, yeah. You did? Uh-huh. It's an iHeart. Wait, why am I not off? I'm an iHeart employee. <laughs> Saturday and Sunday. It's on a WLZ. company holiday. Really? 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday and Sunday morning. Listen to the Drew Mike Show on WLLZ 106.7. Yeah. You, you gotta... really didn't have to work today? No, I kind of did. This is your president. <laughs> did Did many people go in? I don't know. Sales staff? No? No, I don't think so. But, yeah. Well, I mean, you sometimes can do a little of the work ahead. Did you know people working today, Brandon? Maybe. Yeah, I thought everybody worked today. I didn't think anybody took off President's Day. Maybe, maybe banks. Yeah, maybe. I thought it was a bank and a no post holiday. office. Post office. Because yeah. I would try to take my uh, oh yeah post office of yeah, course my passport down there. I it's so uncanny how often I go to the post office on a goofy holiday. Well, not goofy holiday, but a holiday that I don't get. <laughs> like it seems like Veterans Day for some reason. I always have to mail something on Veterans Day, <laughs> and I'm always working. Well, it's to celebrate, um, you know, George Washington, great president, right? Wouldn't you think? I think all of them. I don't know, Trudy. I, he might be canceled before long. George Washington. George Washington didn't do shit. He can suck my fucking dick. I fucking hate that. Thing. All right, that was an, that was the wrong wrong drop to play on President's Day. I apologize Why? to our first president. George Washington did ha- hold slaves, Trudy. Isn't that enough to cancel him? I know. I mean. But he was really nice. I mean, if you're a, if you're a fan of slaveholding, I mean, you can get canceled too. I I want the comedy holiday, okay? <laughs> I, I gotta. I, I remember. Over. Hey, do you remember when we used to get Lincoln's birthday and Washington's I birthday? I know. Off? Really? Yeah, I don't really want to tell people how old I am. But there was. They don't care. But there was a day. Yes. I'm hitting that ass. We used to get February twelfth and February twentieth right. off, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's how I knew Lincoln's birthday. I know. It was, I was psyched. I know. February was a pretty cool month because yeah. you had two holidays from school. I know, and it was a short month, and oh boy. And, and, then, and I then, promise you, the president has a big stick. <laughs> Do we have any Jimmy Carter audio, by the way? I am so bummed to hear that Jimmy Carter is in 
Hospice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any Jimmy Carter audio. What's Not one bit of I, Jimmy Carter audio? When I search our system, the only thing that pops up oh. is Denny McLean saying, Jimmy the peanut motherfucking farmer. <laughs> That's it. I don't have any. I mean, what was the most? Me- I, I know he's 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 in hospice care right now. Yes. It's not looking like he's going to uh, be long for this. Do you have any audio of Mike Clark talking about how hot he thought Rosalind Carter was? I saw a picture of Rosalind Carter on her wedding day, and I think Aww. maybe that's the Mike Clark picture that he is had son love with. Seen, yeah. yeah, he thought she was really hot for some reason until we started demanding to see evidence, and then the pictures started coming up, and he was unhappy. <laughs> He thought yeah. he'd been misled, or he saw her in a bikini somewhere, and <laughs> she, was she never, never took a, a picture. <laughs> no, no, I don't think she was ever in a bikini. What if she was in a red, white, and blue bikini one time? That's what Jimmy fell for. Remember, they used to talk, though. He uh, used to talk about wait, sex. Wait, wait, how did Jimmy Carr talk? I used to do Jimmy Carr's voice. I had lust in my heart. No, that's Clinton. That's Clinton. You can't do it. I don't think I can do Clinton I swear I used to be able to do Jimmy Carter. Really? If you could play his voice, I might be able to do him. Okay. But I was just Bill wondering, Clinton is there so something memorable do. from a speech that Jimmy Carter said? I, I don't... Oh, well, like Ryan Seacrest, he's had many memorable moments as president. <laughs> Not that Ryan Seacrest has, is president. actually. But... And his post-presidency no, is he very was, admirable. He was boned by the hostage crisis. Yep. Iran held 400 and some odd... I mean, eventually it was down to 300 and some, but they held these hostages for months and months and months and months, and they released them... On Inauguration Day, yeah. Reagan's Inauguration so Day. So Reagan got credit. <laughs> yes, and... Thirsty bitch. Carter also tried to have a little rescue mission. It didn't go well. Yeah, it didn't go well. Forget, how many died? Mm, eight, or, eight or ten or something? I don't something. remember. That really causes havoc in people's lives, and then it's covered over by saying that our country is naturally got a 6% okay, unemployment no, I, rate. I can hear Dan Aykroyd doing it. 7% unemployment rate and a 6% inflation. It's a travesty. It shows a lack of leadership. We've never had a president since the war between the states that vetoed more bills. War between the states. Mr. Ford has vetoed four times as many bills as Mr. Nixon per year. And a lot of them have been overwritten. (laughs) It's really funny having Southern accent in the the Oval Office. Yeah, but um, you're getting a little little too much Clinton. I can't help it. Clinton is so easy to do. I don't know why. He just gets in there. I got Bill um, Clinton audio for days, but not Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was never really fully controversial. Mm -hmm. uh, All right. The exception of his presidency, I guess. Tell you what. I can't think of many people I like more than Jimmy Carter. Mm -hmm. And he was such an unpopular president. I'm sure a lot of people who are... You know, under 40 or 50, probably are going, I don't really remember anything. No, I don't remember him. He was not, po- well, no, you wouldn't. He was not popular. Uh, he was president when interest rates were 16%. Oh, yeah. Inflation was horrific. Like, that's his fault, though. Was it his fault entirely? Uh, it was, he inherited it, but I mean, nothing got much better. No, I think the president is really. A passenger, aren't, isn't the president really a passenger in a lot of ways? In part, a passenger of the last administration to a degree, and then of course a, they leave their <laughs> their baggage for the next guy too. So, well, I hate it when people blame presidents that were president better than Lincoln, better than Washington <laughs> a year ago or two years ago or three years ago. Yeah, I mean they're all passengers. Yeah, they are. Uh, Biden, by the way, went to Ukraine today. Whoa. And I saw some people were kind of pissed that he had this big surprise. Surprise, Ukraine! Here's a big pile of cash! <laughs> and he, 
they were suggesting that he should have gone to Ohio mm-hmm. to visit the, the to visit the big dump that is East Palestine, Ohio. Uh, although they've they've gotten the message. Enough people. I'm glad we made some noise about that. Yeah, we played a small part. Some people finally made a lot of racket. And Pete Buttigieg is suddenly on his ass. Although I saw a picture of him yesterday. <laughs> He's got his arm around the president of Norfolk Southern, and they're smiling. Oh, God. <laughs> it was a story about how much money uh, Norfolk Southern spends on lobbying, like $2 million yeah. a year. Oh, yeah, yeah they yeah. just... Yeah. By the way, I recommended... Did you watch Unstoppable on my recommendation? I did not, but I, if I watch it, it will it be on your recommendation. It holds up. It totally holds up. I've no... <laughs> because they had the... What's it about again? They had the... Uh, <laughs> The chairman or whatever, the CEO out on the golf course, and they're like, we should uh, derail it with all the, all the terrible chemicals out there in the middle of nowhere so it doesn't affect people in the small towns. And he's like, nah, we really can't afford that. And then he takes his next golf shot. What's the best train movie? <laughs> hmm. Um, Trains, planes, and automobiles? What was that Jake Gyllenhaal train movie? What about movie? the Great Train oh. Robbery? The Great Train Robbery? Oh, wait a second. Yeah, the Jake Gyllenhaal one. Source was, Code. That was excellent. That was really good. Source, Source code. code was cool. So was uh, well, Darjeeling. Yeah. <gasps> I didn't watch that. I can't believe there's two train movies I like. Hmm. Uh, no, there's a couple more. Rain Express know. didn't work Speed. for Speed. There was, you know. Speed's train. a bus movie, wasn't it? Well, I think the ending train. was a train. <laughs> or a subway, at least. <laughs> no, Pelham 1, 2, 3. Snow on that train movie. Late one. That's like calling the Blues Brothers a train movie because the train drives by when Elwood's trying to sleep by Wrigley Field and the L train goes by and makes girl. so much noise every five seconds. A girl on a train? Did you see that? You didn't see that? Uh, was that a girl with a view? No, yeah, the girl, girl on a train. train. Was a girl with a view? Was she looking out the window of a train? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a train movie. It was a train movie. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I know five train movies. I know five movies about trains. I know eight movies with trains in them. <laughs> she watching any of Thomas? Oh, Money Train with um, <laughs> Thomas the Train Man with Ringo. <laughs> Polar Wait, Express. Thomas, what was that? Thomas, Thomas the Conductor. The tank Engine. Thomas the Tank Engine with Ringo. I want Thomas the Tank Engine and the Beatles on it. <laughs> Source Code was good. Source Code was excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, being President's Day, I think this is a perfect time to roll into our clip of the day. From Ted Williams. It sounds like a very presidential name, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. Let's it's hear what Ted's sh- talking about. Yeah, it's only fitting on President's Day that uh, he releases this clip of the day. Ted Williams with you. Show. Show, and I don't know what's coming next. So whatever. Oh, I love my theme song. Hey, listen, I have a post note <laughs> to this broadcast. I want to I wanna make a, a, a strong opinion here. I hear that there are a lot of people out there that are saying F America, F what America stands for, <laughs> F our troops over there. What? You know. Who said that? Uh, this, that, and the other. There, this, this country for over 200 years has been fought for. Uh, fought for the freedoms Seriously? of people. Fought for your freedom. We're getting serious. That you're today. sitting up here telling people "f America" and all of that. We're gonna be God shedding bless tears America. At the end of this? <laughs> because if you were somewhere else, you'd be wanting to get back here. You oh. can believe that. Yeah, hell yeah. People have died for your freedoms. You know what I'm saying? Hey, let me tell you something. Every time I've been overseas and come back, I'm always kissing the ground. 
I kissed the airport terminal. After all, Vietnam, right? Didn't go. I have definitely been thankful to be alive in what we call the United States of America. I'm proud to be an American, and I hope you are too. Stop saying all that crazy shit. Otherwise, like I said, buy you a one-way ticket to one of them places you want to go. On I a train. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm going to go back. Listen to the laugh in the middle of that thing that he just comes out with. You know what I'm saying? Hey, let me tell you something. Every time I've been overseas and come back, I'm always kissing the ground. I kiss the airport terminal. After all, Vietnam, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to be the end. No. I was sure that was going to be I was going to be delighted until I was like, wow, that's a great clip. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, also, just to keep updated, we got a clip of the day. Also, we have uh, the latest in No Homo, which um, I don't want to say we're trying to bring it back. We're just trying to relive it because, honestly, it came I and feel went. maybe it's because I'm white. I just really missed the No Homo thing. <laughs> Trudy, did you feel you knew this was going on? I know, these... it, it flew by, and yeah. Somebody said it's kind of akin up. to, uh, that's what she said. You know how that was a, a thing for a few years, right. you know, following oh, the office? Steve Carell. Mm. I got sick of that. But it was a thing, and, and I think this was a phrase that was said for a brief period of time. It was very limited, though. I, I feel like, I think you're right about the NBA and rap music. It was really more of a, it was a cultural thing that I kind of missed. Yeah. I feel like I just don't think a lot of people around me were saying no homo. Huh. There are other ways of saying the same thing. But uh, let's see. Why don't we start with, first of all, let's see. Um, you want to start with the Jay-Z? We got a little lyric from Jay-Z. Um, I don't know if that one's actually Jay-Z. I think it's actually oh, some, whoever. <laughs> somebody by the Say name. Say it's Jay-Z. It sounds like him. Somebody by the name of... Cameron? Jada Kiss. Ah. Put it out, let the streets talk, no promo. A real man shouldn't have to say no homo. Ah. So he's very anti-no homo, so that was a progressive view at the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then we have, uh, some people are saying, because I had too many emails that said this, so that would be some people, <laughs> that the, the real creator of no homo was uh, Cameron. Yep, Cameron. So let's hear uh, Cameron. He's actually in a discussion with, I think it's Kiss FM or something in one of the Los Angeles stations. Wait, or... So Wikipedia actually has a no homo page that has the origins, really? the, the times it's used. And you're correct. It gives Cameron, the rapper, uh, it gives him credit for when he, I think he first put it in one of his songs, uh, Welcome to New York. Dash. Okay, so we said get the fuck off what no homo? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Really buried. Get off my buried. D no homo. And oh, then, get off my dick no homo. And then he did an interview where uh, Seems like it would not be need a no homo if you're saying get off my dick. Although I guess if they were on your dick, maybe you would need to say no homo under a confusing message. in that time frame. So he was confronted with this origin uh on a radio station. Put it out, let the streets talk, no promo. A real man shouldn't have to say no, no homo. homo. All right, that sounds good. Look, we were talking yesterday to Damien. Everyone is doing the whole no homo in the pause. And like, with me, like, even no homo is just basically installed in my vocabulary now. So it's like, even if I'm in a meeting, I'll be with my lawyer and might be say something and be like, no homo. And my lawyer will look up and I'll be like, I know you have no idea what I'm talking about, but I need to say that because I said something real homo, no right. homo. Let me just say something. Are you 
gay. Not at all. Okay. Far from it. So, like, why do people feel like they need to keep reinforcing that over and over? I mean, it isn't about being gay. It's about saying, saying something gay. For instance, my man Jim Jones said, I'm going to beat you with that till all the white stuff come out of it. That's mm -hmm. wild, homo. Told somebody else that. No homo. He ain't telling me that. You understand what I mean? Street That's a perfect street example. Oh this is crazy. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to understand it. My thing is like... But this isn't even about being gay. This is about saying something this is gay. About let, this is about letting someone know that you're not gay. Who cares, right? No, this huh. is about saying gay things by accident. No homo. This isn't about a person really being gay. <laughs> yeah. We know that they're not really gay. We are going to rock the mic next hour. Cam, that's thanks, a, that's thanks a good rock the mic. That's Tommy. a good rock the mic. No homo. Have you? <laughs> you see? Nah, rock the mic is homo. If you know what I'm saying. No, like, it's not. <laughs> people are trying so hard to say no homo. It's it's clear. Um, then there was uh, let's see, we got the Rihanna song with Jay Z and Kanye. Do you guys remember this song, Run This Town? Oh, that's a big song. Was it a big song? Oh, huge. Song. Did she play it at halftime? I think so. Did she? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know it was that big. I, I listened to the whole song just because I was kind of curious. And <laughs> I couldn't get used to... <laughs> um, Jay-Z kept, like, after every line of the song, be like, uh -huh. What up? Uh -huh. What's up? Uh -huh. <laughs> so he can get a songwriting credit. Why does he say that so many times? It's part of like, the... DJ Khaled! <laughs> it's part of the layers of the song. Well, Kanye West... But no, it wasn't, it wasn't like the, the line of the song needed him to say that. Oh, it just okay. seemed like he was checking into the song. Putting his imprint on it. He was being I don't know. Ryan I didn't Seacrest. understand it. I really didn't. He was being Ryan Seacrest. I didn't care. Dunkelman. A little bit. crazy how you could go from being Joe Blow to everybody on your dick no homo. Okay. I wasn't super impressed with the lyrics of this song either, considering three huge stars are on it. Right. It just didn't didn't do it for me. But I guess it was a hit, so that Wikipedia worked. page also uh, pointed out that Lil Wayne had it in the song Barry Bonds. And I ate it because I'm so addicted. That's very very Wow. Very, very what quick. was the line going into No Homo? Something like I ate it because I'm so avid, and then at the very end it goes, No homo. Really <laughs> it goes really quick. <laughs> and I ate it because I'm so avid. No <laughs> but, but the biggest one that I think everybody, I, I forgot, was Lil Wayne's biggest song, Lollipop. It starts off with a no homo. Uh -huh. No homo. I say he's so sweet, think I want to lick the rapper. It just starts off. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> he's going to no say homo. he's so sweet. Shouldn't he say it after he's so sweet? <laughs> I think it'd it fit anywhere, actually. I'm not trying to reclaim no homo. I just think it's interesting. I feel like I missed it, so I think a lot of other people must have missed it, too. Yeah. And I don't want to get obsessed with it. But I knew when it was around because it was a big thing for a brief period, but I, it was never in my vernacular. Uh, but it popped up on songs like The Lonely Island that we heard. Uh, uh, yeah. It popped up on The Boondocks, the cartoon on uh, oh, yeah. Adult Swim. You got that right. Yeah. I'm going to really let him have it. Show him my stuff. Give that man everything I got. Pause. Pause? Pause what? You said something gay, so you got to say no homo, or else you a homo. But what did I say gay? You said you was going to give this dude everything you got, no homo. That's not gay. I said I was going to give the man everything I got. Pause, granddad. If it sound gay, it's gay, and you got to say no homo. How I know you not a homo, granddad, if you don't say no homo? I'm not saying no homo. Okay, you want to be a homo. Stop calling your granddaddy a homo. Then say no homo. I don't want to say no homo. I'm a homo your ass. You don't stop saying pause. 
Pause. And then it, I also learned that Nicki Minaj, so it even women can even say it because she has it in her song, Baddest okay. Bitch. And if you want some pussy, that's a no-no. I only fuck with bad bitches, no homo. Okay. Wow. What did she say exactly there? She only You're messes with, uh, I don't know, you, you tell me. And if you want some pussy, that's a no-no. I only fuck with bad bitches, no homo. She only uh, fucks with bad bitches, no homo. Okay. Something to that effect. Uh, anyway, no. Wait. She didn't rhyme anything with... No homo. <laughs> it's Well, she said no, no, and then no homo. No homo. So it's not the word best that. rhyme ever. No homo. But uh, I know there's more out there. If you have experience running into no homo in some cultural place, <laughs> please send it away. I want to collect all of it. I think we got them all. I'm telling you that Wiki this page can't be all of them. has instances, and we already had the Andrew Bynum, the Cam, Cam Thomas, the Derek Lewis from the UFC, the Nikola Jokic. Oh, there's got to be more. If Roy it's Hibbert. in a Minaj song, if it's in a Kanye song, it's got to be in more songs, more references. I do remember it now. Because I remember when people would say it, it would make me laugh. But it, I'm like you, Brandon. It never made it into... I never got in the habit of saying it. I yeah. think if I had realized how hip it sounded, maybe I <laughs> used it more. I mean, obviously, it's not going to fly now. It really was... No, you're really late was, to the game if you use it now. It really was pretty stupid. But it's kind of funny. Like yeah. a lot of things of that period. Yeah. <laughs> Back on it, it seems really funny. And then Andy Samberg has a second song that's not... A no homo song, like the Lonely Island one. It's not gay. Mm. It's kind of the same concept, and it's really. I thought this was really funny. It's a. It's it a couldn't song. be made today. Yeah, but I remember this one from Pop Star. Couldn't be made today. It's only a few years old, and uh, it's Ring, not that old. Yeah. Ringo Starr pops in at the end. It's only a two minute song, so we can listen to it. But how many words do you think are in this three minutes? It's amazing. <laughs> Discrimination. It ain't right. I gotta see this movie again. I'm not gay, but if I was, I would want equal rights. I'm not gay, but if I were, I would marry who I like. It's not fair. I'm not gay. That the government has to say in who can love who not gay or to which God you can pray on a gay. It gets me so angry on behalf of them. I feel passionate, not gay. So I pray for them and I say for them, we need to make a change, not gay. I see it clear as day. This area is not great titties. We need equality and for all to see that this is the new way. Not gay. It just seems not gay. Wrong, not gay. That no one seems to care. Sports. We can't continue to pretend. This not gay madness has to end. Not gay. I was born this way. Straight. You were born your way. Gay. Gay straight, straight or gay, it's all okay. Sure. It's time to make a change. Yes. Time to stop the hate. Uh, he's doing the Jay-Z thing. Not gay, not gay. 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 Light a fluid HD. Ninja World. Peace. Four wheel drive. Gay. Married. Love. Beef. Free love. Golf club. Two guys. Not gay. Rainbow Muff Dive. Harvey Milk. Sean Penn. Not gay. Drum solo courtside seat safe sex. One arm push ups. Leonard Skinner. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. I'm not 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 gay. I'm not gay. I'm straight. You were born your way. You gay. And now it's time for sexual freedom for all. Sexual freedom for all. Sexual freedom for all. Sexual freedom for all. Not gay. He's writing this song for gay marriage. You know, like it's not allowed. It's allowed now. <laughs> Pop star never stops stopping. God, I gotta fast. see that again. I went to the theater. That is one of the last movies I went to the theater to see. Really? 
Wow. Was it 20, I didn't, is it 2016 or something? I didn't catch up to it. I don't, I don't think until last year. And I've seen it like three or four times. <laughs> what was it on? Oh, I just at, at watched it at home. On demand, you mean? Yeah. I wonder if it's on I platform. Paid, I, I paid for I, that movie. I'll pay for it if I have to. Because <laughs> uh, I remember laughing, but I do definitely remember it's one of those movies. I'm going to have to see this again to fully appreciate it. It's, it's really funny. It didn't do that well either. Well, yeah, when it first came out. But then I've heard other people mentioning how much they watch it just to feel better, you know. Because it cheers well, I them think, up. <laughs> I think it's, it's like, one of those movies that... It really does. Happy movie? That people that saw yeah. it loved it, but not that many people saw it for some reason. You can say the same thing about a lot of his movies, like Hot Rod. I think Hot Rod might be one of the greatest movies of all time, and I bet you only 20% of the population who regularly sees movies okay. even saw that. What flick. is the box office? Search the box office on Hot Rod. It is a phenomenally funny movie. It has so many funny scenes. It had a budget of $25 million. It made 14 So it was a loss. Wait, no. It must have made money at home and internationally. There's got to be a bigger number than 14 There's no way. I've watched it $14 million worth. I've seen it at least six times. It made $24 million on DVD rentals. So it did go over their budget there. Wow. So okay, so it's still 38 God, I it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's See, that, that just makes me... It's like when I was looking at the South Park numbers the other day, we were on the show, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, have I lost my expertise on what's funny? Not that I'm an expert on it, but I think I have an idea of what's funny and what isn't funny. I feel like when you see the numbers are that small, it's like, is that not funny, but I just think it's funny? No, it's it's because you're missing that whole segment of people who are watching it, you know, not... I mean, they're watching it separately. Um, Why is nobody? But I mean, the box office numbers are just in. Like, not just when it tiny. comes out. Yeah, yeah. But and that, the same that thing one was with, more. I don't. I don't remember it ever being promoted. I don't recall Hot Rod being in theaters. I just remember when it was available to rent, and I rented it, and yeah. I love it. And if right. you watch it, you'll come across I, a million drops. I would think that we have, it, like if it was on Netflix or something, I would think it would have gazillions of views. But I don't know. It's weird. South. Would you think South Park would have nine hundred thousand people? Does that shock you a little bit? Well, yeah, I guess that shocks me, but now, you know, you're figuring in the different way of viewing people have. and Yeah, but I'm comparing it to other stuff and the, the numbers that The Voice gets and other shows that are on yeah, TV. Those are, yeah, but those are... <laughs> I realize yeah, that's a I network that. show, but yeah. South Park used to pull four million people. Right, on and, the night that it's released. Yeah, and I think it still does, because the numbers that we see, those are... Okay, forget those... it. <clears throat> Whatever. <laughs> Did you um by, by I, I think four million is low to be honest. I mean, I think the show is so fucking funny. I can't believe more people don't I, watch I it. I think more people do watch it than you know, but maybe it's one of those things that people are put off by something about it that they I just well, don't think stand. the streaming numbers are accumulated into. Maybe they're not That's the all. kind of funny that you want them to be. It's getting a lot of attention. Because yeah. Harry and Meghan. Oh, God, that was bad. Oh, God. Hey, really did you happen to see Last Week Tonight with John Oliver? The, I did not. The subject of psychedelics? No. <laughs> it's pretty worth watching. But um, one of the things that he starts with, he's premising, um, you know, like what the perception of people who do LSD used to be and um, how it was, you know, villainized and... Uh, like in the sixties. You know, oh yeah, now it's a big therapy. Once. Yeah, and then now it's almost like pot. came back around. And they um, he played a clip from ASAP ASAP Rocky who <laughs> used it, and uh, he was just talking about the experience and how a rainbow came out of his dick <laughs> 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 and made this piano noise when it came out. 
It's just <laughs> hilarious to like. I don't know. Well, I'll check it out. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like his long rants when he has the right one. I hate him when they're really political. Oh, I, just, I think you'll like and this And every one. time we talk about it, people, how can you watch John Oliver? Oh, my God. It, is, it, it has to do with how people are now using these to help themselves, including veterans and alcoholics. Oh, I, I and see it, it all the time. Lives. However, Aaron there is- Rodgers is talking about it publicly. He's talking <laughs> about it publicly. Megan Fox. A mother of three boring kids is she, talking about it publicly. She's talking about LSD or ayahuasca. Well, she's she talking did about psychedelic. It's right. a psychedelic. Oh. Yeah, and here's Julia Fox. I want to, like, take ayahuasca and, like, see God. See, ayahuasca is the one where you have to poop and vomit before, you, right. <laughs> before you get there. <laughs> well, I think Megan Fox said they were vomiting yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, that's ayahuasca. I mean, I've yeah. never done that. Mm, yeah, no. I never did LSD, but I don't think it's... Well, all I can say Dramatic. is, uh, yeah, it used to be, I mean, people flying out of buildings, and they always told the story about Art Linkletter's daughter who thought she could fly, and she jumped out a window, and I think she just wanted to kill herself, and personally. You know what? Anything to do with the acid. Some of those also, well, they do say that people who have, say, like schizophrenia or like something like that, like Sid Barrett shouldn't do acid. No, it's not for everyone. <laughs> well, Sid Barrett... Barrett actually took too much. You know what? If he'd well, he done took it, he didn't come back. If he'd done it fifty times instead of five thousand times, <laughs> he might have been better off. What about a lot of those guys, especially musicians, who did it like I think George Harrison was saying John Lennon did it for the whole summer. Yeah. He just tripped every day. I know. Wow, that would be crazy. <laughs> well, first of all, I think by day twenty or thirty, it's gonna be a little harder to get buzzed. You're gonna have to take a lot of acid. I don't to get know. to the same place. I don't, think it's like, I don't think it's like blow or, or heroin, you know. Don't act like you don't know about drugs. I don't know. Do. I don't know anything about it. Sid was, <laughs> I do. Sid was just tripping his brains out day after day after day. I don't know how anybody could think that that would be a good idea. But huh. people get addicted to anything. He's a so. musician. No surprise there. Yeah. All right. Um, so what was I just about to get into? Um, after After South no, Park. Homo. <laughs> no homo. No <laughs> homo. South Park. Oh, Harry and Meghan. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was reading about, and this was sort of mixed in with them watching the story about MSU being back to school today at 4 o'clock. And there's no way we're ready for this. And then I start reading about Harry and Meghan, and I'm just, my, my brain is just starting to just explode. We just want to be normal people. All this attention is so hard. <laughs> because <laughs> they're watching South Park very closely. Their team is watching. I'm like, how closely can you watch South Park? They put out 30 minutes last week. So that's 30. I mean, how many people do they need? It's like Archwell. You know, it takes 40 people to make eight uh, podcasts. Their team is Yeah, their watching? team is is keeping a close eye on South Park. Oh, so they can... Uh, uh, so they're 30 a 30-minute... It's a 30-minute show. Yeah, but their team. How closely can you watch it? Their team is watching it, so they they can now do a sequel to how they were victimized. Next, they they can't do any. They're not funny. They no. can't do anything. Oh, South Park. Well, yeah, South Park no, may they, be watching their reaction. They they have not reacted. Though. All they've said is that um, Megan is overwhelmed and uh, she needs a few days to, to sort of process it and take this in and then decide what to do. Why? I'd be flattered. The prince and his wife. <laughs> So they're 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 going to be able to now use this as ammunition that they are being victimized by by South Park. You have that's to. That's why they, that's why they're watching it. You would have to come up with something pretty zany to find a lawsuit out of that show because that they have parody. Uh-huh. 
You are allowed to parody things, and they parodied that pretty brilliantly, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, they've, they've uh, survived a lot of because uh, lawsuits. the main point was they want their privacy, <laughs> yeah. and they, they, they want their privacy. Some people might say that your Instagram-loving bitch wife actually doesn't want her privacy. <laughs> and everything they, do, everything they do indicates that they don't want their privacy. They want to tell you everything. Sorority girl, actress, influencer, victim. <laughs> I, I seriously, and I, I read, uh, they quoted a couple attorneys in the story who said they just did not see the basis for a slander suit. Good. It, yeah. w- it didn't go that far no. out there that actually, and that's why people, I think, liked it so much. It felt like, oh, they just nailed it. it can't absolutely be, nailed it. It can't be slander if it's true. <laughs> well, truth is the defense. Uh, it's not entirely true, though, to say she's a, as uh, someone from Megan's camp pointed out, she was not a sorority girl. Oh. But you can parody things. Everything you say doesn't have to be true. She's also not his bitch wife. I mean, some people would say she's not his bitch wife. He would say that or she would smack him, but he thinks it. Royal Prince millionaire world traveler victim. Oh, God, those people. I just... You ever heard of a thing called privacy? uh, Megyn Kelly was talking about how she thinks this is the final nail in their coffin. Yeah. South Park... Just hit them so hard, they will never recover. A lot of people they felt that way them. about Scientology as in terms of uh, when, you know, it got a lot of young people to know what Scientology actually was, what they were teaching in Scientology. I mean, it made uh, Chef leave the show. You remember when they were airing what Xenu yeah. and everything? It says this I mean, is what the they actually yeah. believe. And that combined with, uh, I think, the Going Clear uh, documentary, I think that really turned something. Well, it's interesting because... I just remember when I was much younger, I knew a little bit about Scientology. My mom was really, my, uh, my mom didn't get upset about many things, but she did not like Scientology. Oh, well, good for her. And yeah. she would have said, that John Travolta is a Scientologist. What's wrong with him? <laughs> so I, I don't think I understood it nearly as well as I think somebody who's in their 30s or 20s now would, because there are references to it all the time. There's so many documentaries to people. I don't know, were people afraid of Scientology back then? Because they they do have so much money. They sue everyone, and they will track you to the end of the earth if you are a a suppressive person, (laughs) someone who is not friendly to Scientology. I I think at the beginning there were people who were very curious about it. And obviously, (laughs) yeah, see, they don't know how it well, yeah, progressed I mean, over the years. And- no, they definitely had interest, and there were celebrities who became interested in it, and it was kind of a thing for a while, but there was always the L. Ron Hubbard, and you know he was a science fiction writer, and people knew the story was all kind of weird, but the story about Xeno and all that, that was not just out there like it is now. Dweller H. Well, that's the thing, is it was so private before, you had to pay to learn everything, and for me personally, South Park was the one that really opened up, this is what they believe which is fucking mind-boggling, really. Well, you didn't have OT8s who were telling you what they found out. In fact, I remember when Diane Sawyer... Can I give you a quick summation, a minute and a half, that completely, South Park just completely explains the entire religion? <laughs> Here it is. There is a reason for people feeling sad and depressed. An alien reason. Oh, right. It all began 75 million years ago. Back then, there was a galactic federation of planets which was ruled over by the evil Lord Xenu. 
Xenu thought his galaxy was overpopulated, and so he rounded up countless aliens from all different planets, and then had those aliens frozen. The frozen alien bodies were loaded onto Xenu's galactic cruisers, which looked like DC-8s, except with rocket engines. The cruisers then took the frozen alien bodies to our planet, Earth, and dumped them into the volcanoes of Hawaii. The aliens were no longer frozen. They were dead. The souls of those aliens, however, lived on and all floated up towards the sky. But the evil Lord Xenu had prepared for this. Xenu didn't want their souls to return, and so he built giant soul catchers in the sky. The souls were taken to a huge soul brainwashing facility, which Xenu had also built on Earth. There, the souls were forced to watch days of brainwashing material, which tricked them into believing a false reality. Xenu then released the alien souls, which roamed the Earth aimlessly in a fog of confusion. At the dawn of man, the souls finally found bodies which they could grab onto. They attached themselves to all mankind, which still to this day causes all our fears, our confusions, and our problems. Huh. That's it. That's the entire... Oh, that's one of the reasons that... <laughs> It's not South Park's funniest moment because they are repeating almost verbatim what happens. Right. right. There were no and jokes in there besides maybe the ha-ha-has. That was but you didn't have OT8s telling their story because OT8s are pretty locked down. And uh, I was going to mention when Diane Sawyer interviewed Tom Cruise and she said, Tom, you're an OT8. Remember how he laughed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I just heard you say OT8. <laughs> oh, science Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked like such a nut that I think people began to think, you know, maybe the Scientology thing was really weird. The celebrities that are in Scientology aren't probably the best advertising. Then his whole thing about Brooke Shields, holy shit. Yeah, that was... That was, I mean, that was crazy. You gotta understand, I really care about Brooke Shields. Yeah, you care about her so much. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Tom Cruise thinks he knows more about antidepressants than the medical community. Years and years of... Drugs aren't the answer who've suffered from depression, who've been cured or helped by psychiatry or pills. Didn't she have postpartum depression? Yes. And that he was trying to mansplain or Scientology explain that she needed... She needed exercise and vitamins for postpartum. He knows. (laughs) Tom Cruise. Do you know what Adderall is? Do you know Ritalin? I mean, it's kind of incredible, isn't it, that he showed his ass like that? And what happened was Tom Cruise fired his publicist. And hired his sister, right. who's also a Scientologist, oh, of yeah. course, because if you're in the Tom Cruise family and you want to be part of the money, you better be in Scientology, motherfucker. Yeah. And you are. Right. You know who you are. <laughs> but uh, So he wanted to spread the word about Scientology. He was like turned loose. Whoever was, was sort of running Tom Cruise at the time was like, Tom, lay off the Scientology stuff. Let's keep that separate. That's your private life. This is your public life. Promote the movie. And Tom, I think, was angry about that and felt like, no, everybody should know. This is it. This is true. I know. This is the way to go. This is the best way. It works Respect for me. the cop. And it should work for everyone. So he goes off on Brooke Shields on, I don't remember, how did, did he talk about that before he went on Matt Lauer? Or did that just come up in the conversation? I think it must have come up in the in the conversation. It does not seem like something NBC would air if they'd had it. Oh, I don't know why they wouldn't air it. I mean, he says Tom Cruise. Yeah. I mean, it was everybody talked about it. He was fucking nuts. 
I mean, it was so weird. And the way you attacked Matt Lauer, yeah, he too. Went right after him. That and, was and Matt Lauer backed down like a little baby. <laughs> I've never agreed with psychiatry, ever. Uh, before I was a Scientologist, I never agreed with psychiatry. And then when I started studying the history of psychiatry, I started realizing more and more why I didn't agree with psychiatry. And as far as the Brooke Shields thing is, look, you got to understand, I really care about Brooke Shields. I, I think here's a, a wonderful and talented woman. And uh, I want to see her do well. And I know that uh, psychiatry is, is a pseudoscience. But, but Tom, if she said that this particular thing helped her feel better, whether it was the antidepressant or going to a Your counselor glib. or a psychiatrist, isn't that enough? Matt, you have to understand this. <laughs> Here we are today where I talk out against drugs and psychiatric abuses of electric shocking people, mm -hmm. okay, against their will, of drugging children will. with them not knowing the effects of these drugs. Do you know what Adderall is? Do you know Ritalin? Do you know now <laughs> that Ritalin is a street drug? Glib. Do you understand that? The difference is no, this was no, not Matt, against Matt, her Matt, will, though. Matt, but Matt, this Matt, wasn't Matt, against Matt, Matt, question. Will. Matt, I'm asking you a question. I understand Do there's you know? abuse of all of these <laughs> things. Now, you see, here's the problem. You don't know the history of psychiatry. I do. Aren't there okay. examples, and might not Brooke Shields be an example of someone who benefited from one of those drugs? All it does is mask the problem, Matt. And if you understand the history of it, it masks the problem. You're glib. That's what it does. <laughs> what an arrogant ass. That's all it does. You're not getting to the reason why. There is no such thing as a chemical imbalance. So in postpartum a body. depression to you is, is Matt, kind of a little don't. psychological goop, gobbledygook? <laughs> no. No, I did not say that. I'm just asking what you no, what would you no, call it? Matt, that is the post now now you're talking about two different things. But that's what she went on the <laughs> antidepressant for. Oh, but God. what happens the antidepressant, all it does is mask the problem. There's ways of vitamins and through exercise and various things. I'm not saying that that isn't real. That's not what I'm saying. That's an alteration of what, what I'm saying. I'm saying that drugs aren't the answer. That these these drugs are very dangerous. How They're mind altering antipsychotic drugs. I guess and there right. are ways of doing it without that answer. so that we don't end up in a brave new world. The thing that I'm saying about Brooke is that <laughs> there's misinformation, okay? And she doesn't understand the history of psychiatry. She, she, she doesn't song. understand in the same way that you don't understand that. But a little bit what you're saying, Tom, is you say you want people to do well, but you want them to do well Your way. by taking the road that you approve of, uh -huh. as opposed to a road that may work for them. Ooh. No. No, I'm not. Is this where your glib well, if, happens? If anti depressants work oh, he for shields, why isn't that okay? I, I disagree with it. He's examined her. And I think that there's a higher and better quality of life. <laughs> and I think that promoting, for me personally, see, you're saying, what, I can't discuss what I want to discuss? No, you absolutely I know, can. <laughs> but Matt, you're going in and saying that that I can't discuss that. I'm He's only asking, isn't there a possibility that, do, do you examine the possibility that these things do work for some people? That yes, there are abuses. And yes, maybe they've gone too far in certain areas. Maybe there are too many kids on Ritalin. Maybe electric too shock many is... kids on Ritalin. I'm just saying, but, but aren't there <laughs> examples where it <laughs> works? <laughs> you don't even... You're glib. You don't even know what Ritalin is. If you start talking about chemical imbalance, you have to evaluate and read the research papers on how they came up with these theories, Matt. Okay? That's what Can I've done. Can you please cite the research, yeah, Tom? You go and you say, where's the, where's the medical footnotes? test? Where's the blood test that says how much Ritalin you're supposed to get? 
you're, you're, it's very impressive to listen to you because clearly no, you've done not. the homework and, no, and you know the subject. No, he's full of shit. And you should. And, 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 and you should do that also because just knowing people who are on Ritalin isn't enough. You should be a little bit more responsible in knowing. I'm not really prescribing Ritalin, <laughs> Tom, and I'm not asking anyone else to do well, it. You are you're saying, saying no, I know you're, some people who seem to have been helped by I, But you're saying, but it's like, this is a very important issue. I this is a very more. You know what? And you're you're here on the Today Show, right? And to talk about it in a way of saying, "Well, isn't it okay?" and being reasonable about it when you don't know, and I do, <laughs> I think that you should be a little bit more responsible in knowing what oh it God, is, is he like, because you you communicate to people. You're telling me what's worked for people I know, or hasn't worked for people I know, and I'm telling you, I've lived with these people, and they're better. So you're you're advocating it. I am not. I'm telling you in <laughs> their case, in their that? individual case, it worked. I am not going to go out Matt, and say, get your kids on Ritalin, it's the cure-all and the end-all. Matt, but here's Matt. the point. What is an ideal scene in life? Okay. Uh, ideal scene is someone not having to take anti-Scientology. Uh, being on Scientology. Drugs. I would agree. Okay, so now you look at it and you go, okay, a, a departure from that ideal scene is someone taking drugs. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you go, okay, what is the theory and the science behind that that justifies that? Let me take this more general because I think you and I could go around in circles on this for a while, and and, and I respect your opinion on but it. But Tom's read Dianetics. Understand Scientology? Is that would that be a goal of yours? You know what? I absolutely, of course. You know, how do people, you go about that? You just communicate about it, and the important thing is, like you and I talk about it. Whether it's look, if I want to know something, I go and find out because I don't talk about things that I don't understand. I'll say, you know what? Oh, really? I'm not so sure about that. I'll go find more information about it so I can I can come to an opinion based on on the information that I have. You're, you're so Unlike Brooke Shields' doctor. And I'm I think pa- you're what? passionate. Glenn. He's an asshole. <laughs> he's an ass- absolute, he's talking out of his ass. So he's, so he's Dr. Tom Cruise because, I mean, he went through med school and he No, he read Dianetics. All. Right. I and, wish there had been a doctor. And, I wish they could, Dr. Jen Ashton, get out here. <laughs> so she could have actually pursued his questions about, you don't even know what Ritalin is. What is it, Tom? Explain how it works. Right. Yeah. Really? You think but, you really read all those medical papers well, and did all I mean, that research? I, I think um, I think Matt Lauer tried to get him to go in that direction. He would just circle around and and True to your frontally attack him. Yeah, you're glib. But, but the thing is, um, and and there are people, just some people, who will say that that some under, people's that enough undercuts some people is enough to quote Trudy. It undercuts <laughs> it undercuts <laughs> what Scientology's mission is: is that they're there to supposedly help people yeah that's why they so, need all their money yeah they don't want that's why they can't talk to any of their friends who aren't scientologists they, they then supposedly don't want anybody to go to a psychiatrist and have no, good results they've got the answers and they need like the money celebrate Saint, suck my big fat fucking sausage oh that was a great example and it's great when you're tom cruise though and and scientology helps you and then you're you know You've well, got a platform and I, millions of dollars. And- if you think that helped him, personally, I don't think the fact that he is holding that church up is really a good thing at all. Did he go to Oprah after hey. this? Kush. And, and jump on the couch? Was that his trying to... Uh, good old Goofy. Yeah, I think it was after that. Yeah. That, that was Katie no, Holmes. That was the announcement. Of- around the same time, I think. Maybe within a couple yeah. of years. Right. But I guess is, maybe Tom Cruise likes semen. He's lecturing... <laughs> like the most authoritative person on the topic, and he is talking out of his fucking ass. Yeah. Yeah. Talking yeah. out of his ass. Yeah. He, how would he know what... Brooke, he has never examined Brooke Shields. And how 
awful for her to be the topic of that conversation. Yeah, he cares about her. He cares about her. Why did she let him off the hook? Why do people know. do that? I really don't know. What if what if this had happened now with social media and all that? Would that would that put a dent in Tom Cruise? Mm, maybe. I mean, yeah. Would Top Gun Maverick eliminate that dent? <laughs> Probably, because it was Probably such a great would. movie. No, I think you're right. I don't know. I've what never a good seen movie, it. movie, man. You were supposed good. to go on a date with Rob Cordes and see that movie. I'm still waiting. <laughs> what a fucking prick he is. Oh, my God. I mean, that was the real Tom Cruise. That was the Tom Cruise that his boss didn't want you to see. And actually, when that started happening, that weird stuff, <laughs> eventually he came around to their way of thinking that, you know, I realize your sister loves everything you do, but she's not the right person, Tom. You need need somebody to shut you the fuck up. You know what? I'm not so sure about that. I'll go find more information about it. I mean, in one conversation, he really showed his ass. Fortunately for him, memories are short. A lot of people don't remember it, although I'll have to play it every once in a while just to remind people what a (laughs) prick he is. And speaking of showed his ass, we got some video of someone who recently showed their ass with Will Smith. Oh, (laughs) Oh, uh, well, all right. What's he's he's got a a deep fake of. This is a video that it must have been when he was filming Suicide Squad with Margot Robbie and the crew are all on a bus. It's a very short video, but it just resurfaced on Reddit. And yes, he has a picture of Margot Robbie. It's a deep fake. You know, we like, see those occasionally when you when you Google somebody when you, when you plus look the something words up nude. And, yeah. yeah, we've seen them in this studio a couple times. <laughs> Not very often, though. No, every once in a while you'll see somebody's boobs that aren't their boobs. Oh, you look over uh, pictures of Raquel after. Welch, and there's <laughs> so Will Smith is showing this deep fake of Margot Robbie. Uh, but she's watching, right? She's watching and laughing. You know, so she's she's down with it. Props to her. They hacked my phone, so they're all having a good time. It's is, just she, a... is she really, though? I mean, or is she just going along with it? Because <laughs> that picture, it looks like her. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's a Photoshop. They just Photoshopped her head on this porn no, star. I, I just didn't understand why this is such a big deal, because she's watching. The only reason it's a big deal is because Will Smith showed his ass, and, you know, he said... You know, I like to. I'm a defender of women, and I gotta defend my Except wife. She's there. I know. I mean, Margot Robbie's. But there. people like to pile on because, hey, look at this guy who's so virtuous, uh, and you know, trying to say that he defends women. But here he is showing deep fakes well, to I, the entire cast. Personally, um, I didn't need this to know what an ass he is. He's a lunatic. He's a total loon. He's nuts, out of his fucking mind. And I'll never get over that. And I wish his fucking crummy, shitty kids would shut up. <laughs> Thankfully, his wife is shut up. She hasn't said a word lately, has she? I don't. No, I haven't so seen her in a while. Not, but I, I, I don't, don't she, listen to her table talk. I'm sure she's still doing that. Oh yeah, red, the red table. Name out your fucking, fucking mouth. mouth. Well, somebody else who spoke a little too much is uh, Jason Carr. But Jason Carr is back to posting on Facebook. Oh. And I got to tell you, I was so pumped uh, a couple weeks ago when I saw on his Facebook, on this snow day, yes, I have free time and my schedule is clear, but I still can't watch all your kids. (laughs) (laughs) Why did 1,900 people comment on that? (laughs) Why? I don't know. Jason Carr. 
heart. <laughs> I don't know why I like that the, song so the much. The post that you're just going to tell us about had a lot of comments after it, too. And I was like, ah, for God's sakes. People are like, Did you notice anything about the posters? No. What? Wait, I want to hear him say Cargan. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Done it. Did it. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> I did so much fun. It's so stupid. Yeah, uh, one point, 1,900 people commented on that stupid post. I can't watch your kids. <laughs> then he posted, bowl of bacon. What's for breakfast? And when should I stop by? <laughs> and 290, no. Yeah, 293 people commented on that. And they're all saying, when are we bringing TV, Jason? When are we bringing TV? And <laughs> He's got fans, man. I noticed, no, he does. He really does. <laughs> but I noticed something hmm. that looks to me like he feels to women. Oh, uh-huh. oh yeah, they love sure. her. I could not believe Chicks the percentage. Chicks have a crush on him, man. Because you can see something on the Drew Mike fans, mm-hmm. and for the right post, it'll have you know, maybe 80 comments. I mean, nothing like Jason Carr, for God's sake. <laughs> Although I haven't sworn my way or, you know, babbled my way out of a job yet. Maybe I could get more. <laughs> Maybe I have to just be off the air for a while. Anyway, um, and I'll notice that of the 80, like 77 of them could be guys on a given day. Now, there's other days. We have some we have some really cool chicks that listen, too. I, mean, yeah. I think chicks that listen to this show are far cooler than any other chicks because they can take a dick joke. <laughs> right. They can take a lot, actually. Like Marco Robbie. And they've got sassy senses of humor. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Drew and Mike chicks are a lot more fun than the average chick. Um, I don't think they're probably posting much on Jason Carr. In fact, judging from the sarcastic posts on our fan page, I don't <laughs> think so at all. So anyway, we got the bowl of bacon, which gets... Wait, that was actually... Oh, that was 293. And then this had 535 comments. Having some taster's choice at Casa de Carr. You? <laughs> Why are 535 people commenting on that? I don't know. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Chicks dig him, man. He's a sex symbol. I'm telling you, they love it. Taster's they love him. Choice? I guess he is. I, I know Taster's Choice. Isn't it? Uh-huh. I mean, there were people on there, seriously, who were going, well, I'm having a Cinnabon this morning. Really? Really? Are you, you don't have anything better to do than to respond to that? You? <laughs> what are you eating? Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. Oh, fuck. I mean, read some comments. Which one are you looking at? Well, I was looking at the new one, which is coming soon. He's teasing dot, a dot, comeback. Dot, dot, dot. Is it rehab? Just kidding. No. Um, He's going to box numb nuts. Well, everybody is like, I don't watch the D since you left. Glad you're coming back, wherever that is. And then, He's got no, over no 2,500 will... likes on this. Coming soon. No one watches the D anymore. According to his followers, they've all quit Channel 4. They will not go anywhere oh, near Channel no. 4. It doesn't matter if their favorite show is on Channel 4. They will not watch it. <laughs> First commenter, Richard. The biggest coup of all time would be a return to Fox 2. <laughs> all right. Said it from the start. Think of the advertising dollars. I don't, I don't think that's going to be the biggest coup in history. Debbie says... <laughs> I don't, I don't watch Live in the D anymore. It's just not the same without you, Jason. Oh, um, I the, can't wait to see what the you're host doing. Do the Peaches and Herb one. Peaches and Herb Reunited comes to mind. Hope the news is great. <laughs> what? Who oh, are you? reunited with his Peaches wife. Peaches Herb Reunited. Taryn, I guess. Oh, I hope you and Taryn will have a show like Kelly and Company. 
Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. I don't think so. I think that would be the nine, which is doing quite well. Thank you. I do not watch the D since you left. I, you know, okay. I'm actually very intrigued by this. <laughs> These chicks love him. He, they look, it's all chicks, Brandon. Yeah. Go just read the names. Just read like 50 names in a row and let's see how many are women. All right. Let's Sorry. Debbie Fairchild, Patty V. Liptak Winowski. You don't have to read their whole name, just oh. their first Michelle name. Karen Twiggy, who is a female. Sharon, Rebecca, Meridel, Billy, Lillian, Vicky, Tracy, Lakeisha, Chris. Can't keep a good man down. Congrats on whatever it is, Jason. Uh, Kevin. I knew you wouldn't be down long. Leah, Dion. Carol, Carol Hannick, Carolyn, Cheryl. Kimberly, Jamie, that's a female. Cheryl, Dave, Janet, Linda, uh, Brian, Nancy, Madron, Janice, Louise, Dawn, Debbie, Patricia, Marion, Marion, Fran, Thomas jumps in there, but holy shit, Paula, Julie, Kate, Joyce, Robin, Kim, Naya. Can somebody explain what is he, how is he appealing to chicks? I mean, he's really doing it well. Yeah. Um, can he bottle it? How come chicks are into this dude anyway? <laughs> um, I, his charisma, that's what Naya uh, said. I'm not sure his Naya style is a beautiful man. That would really work for the show. No, I'm just, I'm kind of interested. Like, what is it that is so attractive oh, to so females? he's so handsome. Look at him. Just <laughs> look at him. Well, I know that part. But You like what you see, huh? <laughs> what's, what is it about his content that would bring so many women in? You know what? I would watch that show every now and then, but I can't say I remember any moments from it. Not, mm-hmm. not to be derogatory, but I mean, he likes uh, he likes trivia. He likes he's kind of like Maz. He likes things that are old. <laughs> he talks about the eighties and nineties. He loves music. Talks about yeah. music a lot. Yeah. He makes lists. I mean, I see a lot of stuff he's doing that I understand why it's working. It's not like he got here by being a complete schlub. I mean, he put his time <laughs> in, or did some good reporting, and. I'm sure he worked hard on whatever he was doing, and he has a personality that is known, unlike a lot of these people on TV, who we really don't know shit about them. They just, you know, spit out the news or whatever it is they do. But, uh, yeah, he's he's so, um, I don't know. I mean, he's really a cult for sure. Who, who I guess the, he is. Who I, these people who get to stay home and watch that, by the way, is just what I'm wondering. What's the demographic? I, don't think, I guess it's women. I don't think that many people are watching it, but it is, it's females. It is absolutely yeah. females. But honestly, at 10 o'clock in the morning, I don't think you see a giant bump over there. I just don't think it was doing that well. Well, they wouldn't have fired him if it was. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Oh, true. All right. Well, I got a lot of response yesterday to the subject of Michigan State University and everything going on there. Nothing, uh, nothing really dramatic, just people kind of spilling their guts, which is all I wanted. I wanted people to respond because I was trying to figure out, God, am I miles off on this? And I, I wasn't. I don't think I was miles from what people were projecting. I just thought it seemed really dramatic. A lot of it could have been me. It should have been me and a lot of, you know, trauma and so on. And and not that I didn't think it was traumatic. It just seemed like people that were not even close to it were very, very, very affected. And uh, I'm taking them at their word. And I'm seeing the same thing today. But uh, it was interesting to read responses. We had some a lot of parents of students there Mm -hmm. who were uh, checking in. So I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. And while you're doing that, the crew at Zot Ford and Holly are jonesing to help you get a brand new Ford, all while delivering exceptional deals and world-class experience. Right now, you can lease a new loaded 22 Ford F-150 Super Crew XLT 4x4 as low as 292 
for just 24 months or a new jammed up 22 Ford Explorer XLT four wheel drive as low as 333. Also 24 short months. Plus, tell our friends at Zot Ford who your favorite skank is on The Bachelor. <laughs> They'll kick in 500 bucks worth of accessories at no additional charge with your new F 150. And Zot is also paying two grand over your appraised value when you lease or buy a new Ford Escape, Edge, or Explorer. But only if you know the new Drew and Mike password for MrSkin.com. <laughs> Finally, Gabara and the hottest sales staff in Oakland County are still going nuts and offering 0% financing on lots of new in-stock vehicles. So go check out their voluptuous inventory and dazzling deals in dealsinthed.com. That truck is exactly what I need. And then there's, of course, Ghost Budsters. Yeah. Ghost Budsters are brand new sponsor, and boy... Are they satisfying a lot of people's small batch craft cannabis? Ghostbusters is Michigan caregiver-owned and operated by owners that actually work the garden, manage the operation to ensure quality, and that's why Ghostbusters has won six Cannabis Cup awards. They don't just give those out. You got to earn that each crop. Win it. Yep. He also, uh, I was speaking to Brandon from Ghostbusters. He said they got new strains coming soon. They'll hit your local dispensaries. Oh, wow, really? You'll notice the very bottom, I added another dispensary down there, too. Oh, Remedy Room in Bay City? All the way up there in Bay City, you can get Wow. Hand trimmed by actual growers that care and are very passionate about their trade, not grown by corporate overseers. And their premium packaging ensures the product stays fresh. And I um, shared this with a friend. And uh, she was quite uh, quite impressed. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> um, find Ghostbusters at one of your favorite dispensaries, of course, like the Remedy Room in Bay City, Mind Right, New Baltimore, Puff in Utica, Green Genie in Detroit, Joyology in Westland, Dispo in uh, Romeo, Breeze in Hazel Park, and also Shango there, and Information Entropy in Ann Arbor, King of Buds in Monroe, and Vibe, all locations. <laughs> That is nice. That is nice. Because the world is so nuts. So you need ghost budsters. And, of course, legacy partners for your auto insurance in your home. And if you're 64 or older, to find out how you can get Medicare and what the right one to get into and so you're not scammed. um, Call them at 586-209-4106 because they can way do better than your current insurance carrier. 586-209-4106. Dr. Roche as well. Hey, I just got some taster's choice here in Casa de <laughs> Drew. You. <laughs> I got the Cinnabot. Um, what, you don't drink Sanka like Dahmer? <laughs> Isn't, wasn't Sanka, Sanka his... Uh, Sanka, yeah, I love Sanka. Oh, he knocked Sanka. one guy out with some Sanka. Sanka is, hey, party hardy. <laughs> oh. Just having some Sanka. Sanka with Halcyon. <laughs> it's good. It's really good. Uh, how many did you do, Trudy? Hardy, hardy. Um, Legacy, Zots, and uh, Ghost Budsters. Okay, that's enough. Wait. We usually don't do more than three. Uh, hopefully two. But I, let's see, let's start on some email. Got uh, SS, initials only. Sorry, I'm ranting here. This is about Michigan State. And not just our conversation yesterday, but some people refer to stuff. These photos I keep seeing posted everywhere. I attached, but I'm sure you saw, let alone the flurry of misinformation and 911 calls about shots and explosives being planted at buildings. How does this happen? Why? Mm -hmm. Fucked. If it is one shooter, why was I hearing it's three shooters? They're massed at multiple locations. This shit needs to stop. 
These government leaders and prosecutors need to be held accountable to put an end to this. Anyone who made fake calls and fake posts should be in prison for life. I was at Pizza House parking lot from uh, my daughter's dorm at 9.30 ready to pick her up. Listening to the scanner, hoping they caught the guy. Left at 10, went to Okemos Duncan to not be in anyone's way. Waited there until 12.30 when they lifted the lockdown and I was able to pick her up. The entire time, hearing they are searching and following up on widespread cases of shots fired, people being held at gunpoint, following various vehicles like a gray F-150, a Dodge Ram, a red Mustang, I was on high alert searching for these cars as the vehicles passed on Okemos Road, going towards I-96 as possible escape routes. Oh, well, fake news, fake news. Then... To hear it's one lonely guy who walked away makes me furious about so many misleading calls. They had to follow up on the 911 first responders. They can and should punish each and every erroneous post-call report, as you said. But we all know they won't. We need to fund police ten times more. I saw them up close. They were understaffed, in my opinion, in this particular area. They brought everybody from the county. I was watching helicopters flying overhead. I saw the few and far between cruisers speeding toward the chaos. Not enough resources at all. Fund mental health. Fund prosecutors. Stop this insanity. I know full well we cannot control guns, but we can punish offenders. Uh, Rumors spreading liars and people who make these threats. How do I send my daughter back to her dorm this weekend to attend classes on Monday? How does she feel safe in the union? Her class, her dorm, where she has to hide from the windows. The door she had to barricade as shots were heard right outside Hubbard Courtyard, as they reported, at least. (laughs) She was strong, kept telling us she was fine, but I'm not okay with any of this. Sorry for the rant, had to vent. And then he sent me some pictures of some fucking bullshit posts. Yeah. Yeah, and there were a lot of them. There were so many. I was following it because as soon as, you know, the breaking news had come through, I was on the social media sites that were, you know, Twitter, to the point I even went to fucking 4chan, which is so stupid to go to, never go there. And because of that scanner, uh, so many people were jumping to conclusions and then relaying that information onto Facebook or onto Twitter. For example, you know, you might be two hours into this four-hour ordeal, and somebody had a phone call from a different dorm and said, hey, I heard a shot fired. So, you know, what we hear on the scanner is the 911 saying a shot fired at this hall. And so from there, someone goes and puts it on Twitter, and now all of a sudden, oh, my God, there's multiple shooters because they're at this hall, they're at this hall. Mm. I got another one. There were those people, though, who were like, I saw a person with an AR-15. Yeah, right. Like, right. I saw it. And well, that... it might have been a cop. Well, was it? I don't know. I, I thought, it was not I, this guy. I thought it was among some of those that they characterized well, right, Trudy, as people were fake saying, phone calls. People were saying that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you didn't. It was I mean, apparently no, you were they following No, they didn't. So then... Um, I had another email from someone who said that their daughter, interesting, I think I heard from all parents of females. That's strange. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, of course, she would be a little more worried about a female. And I think I probably would. It's just my sexist nature, I suppose. But, <laughs> Your protective anyway, nature. Uh, damsel in distress. Um, but someone said that their daughter insisted they heard gunshots outside their dorm, which, of course, made her parents crazy. Yeah. And they found out later that no such thing happened. And they also found out that someone was saying this, either on social media or the scanner. I don't remember which because I don't have the email right in front of me. Mm. But this just made him livid because whether it was happening or not, and it wasn't, his daughter thought it was. So she was, you know, hiding under her desk in a room, flipping out for three hours of which she would have been nervous anyway, but she didn't need to think there were people shooting outside her window. So the the message I got from a lot of people is that this was made so much worse 
It was 20 times, I mean, it was terrible. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely terrible. And for the the people that were shot, of course, three people died. The funerals are happening now, which is just absolutely horrific. There's five people still fighting for their lives. But then the rest of the people, many of whom were nowhere near it, a lot of them were led to believe they were in danger. They were in immediate danger because there was someone carrying a gun out there. Or uh, somebody else referenced some asshole. Actually, I heard this from two people. That people were slamming doors oh, in the dorm, right. like to make it sound like something dramatic was happening. Oh, and just to fuck with people. Fuck, <laughs> no, what is the, the grimmest thing? It would be that kind of incredible. No, we've we have separated ourselves into those who just accept what's going on, those who are really mad about what's going on, and those who are fucking with everyone. I mean, look at all of the fucking trolls we see on a on an every second basis, whether it's on social media or wherever people are allowed to have a voice. There's always people fucking with people. Just always. These are people who never would have fucked with fucked with people before. First of all, they didn't have the chance. And second of all, they didn't have the anonymity. That's the thing that is making me batshit about social media is the fact that you don't have to let people know who you really are. There's so many, so many fake accounts, so many fucking people masquerading as six different people, and it's it's like that with the dating too, with the the catfishes, yeah. these fucking pricks, and there's no way to even prosecute them or do anything to them because they they just disappear into the ether with your money, whoever it is that falls in love with them, and they move on to the next. You know, I I saw the one catfish. It's not just here. It was a guy in Africa who was uh, raising his family catfishing Americans. Yeah. That was his living. That's, that's how he made daddy's a living. job? Yeah. yeah. And when he got he, busted, he was just like, hey, this is how I make my living. Come yeah. on. They got him on FaceTime, and he's like, yeah, this is how I make a living. And then he describes yeah. how poor he is and how absolutely impossible it is. And, hey, you, you do whatever you had to do, too. And, and we're like, well, don't you feel bad about this? And the guy's like, no, no, these people have lots of money. Well, they I gotta don't. I got to eat. The person that he had catfished that they were specifically talking to did not have lots of money. In fact, they were disabled. And they had used a government check to buy this chick a ring, which this guy had. Right. This guy. Anybody want any more catfish? (laughs) So, And um, in the meantime, another mass shooting has already occurred in the Mardi Gras parade. Oh, God, already? Yeah. Five shot, one killed. Today? Jesus. Uh, Yesterday. So yeah. Wow. Wow, that's kind of, that's so, the first is that the first time I don't, that's I don't happened ever there? remember that happening. Mardi Gras? Not, not is this in the parade it was or just in the in the, Bacchus the bars parade. Yeah. Oh Jesus. So um I'm asking because I don't know. Did they cancel the rest of Mardi Gras? Boy, I don't <laughs> <laughs> something tells they, me. They, would they cancel they Mardi Gras? Not do that. Can you look that up, Brandon? Yeah. See if you can see if they canceled. Did they did they cancel it during COVID? I don't think they did. I don't know. I think it still went on. I'm pretty sure that in Carnival's going on too, which Giselle is the star of Carnival this oh, year. Oh, really? She's so single and so hot and so nude. <laughs> is she nude? No, she's oh, not nude, no. but she's wearing this, the shortest crop top possibly she's ever. She's Brazilian. No, she looks like she's having a ball. Yeah. She's right. not doing anything terrible. <laughs> she's just having fun. She's being single Giselle, sure. which is pretty wild, by the way. Single Giselle's pretty crazy. <laughs> She's been uh, <laughs> bottling that up for a long time. Uh, as far as I can see, Mardi Gras is still going on. 
Okay. All is well. So then, uh, let's see, the same guy, I answered him, he answered me back, put some context to this, it's been too much anxiety for this young generation. Uh, it's dealing with being trained at school on how to handle a shooter. Yeah. It's being taught to be woke. It's not being able to trust authority because of the police shootings. It's the COVID lockdowns and taking away the kids' ability to socialize and be with friends. Now the school shootings are very close and personal. And the four-hour lockdown on campus, while so many reports of shots fired, bombs planted, people being held hostage, not knowing what the fuck is going on. Um, I was in lockdown. You know, when I was a kid. I mean, oh, she I... was miles away from the actual shooting occurred, but nobody knew at the time. <sighs> she swears to this day she heard shots fired outside her dorm. It was widely stated that is not where the shooters were. Oh, it was stated that's where the shooters were, but they weren't. <sighs> uh, I want you to find and listen to the police scanners from that night when Oakland County Sheriff sent a sniper helicopter team to campus. Other teams sent armored vehicles. It was chaos. Um, well, you know, oh, Oakland of, County. Part of this is, I think, listening to scanners. Everybody's listening to a scanner now. Uh-huh. So, you know, some people were reporting tips they heard on the scanner. Yeah. <laughs> the well, one of those tips, those are, actually, those though. are the police. One of those tips didn't one of those tips... From a, a person watching him walk yeah. by. Yeah, but they didn't Actually hear it on a up. scanner and then report Oh, now they it. phoned it in. Yeah, they saw it themselves and called right, in. Right. These are people listening to the scanner, scanner. Going, oh, there's a guy with a red jacket looks suspicious. And it's already on the scanner. Right, right, they already right. know about yeah, it. They're, so, they're right. just, it's not just taking up someone's time repeating right. something. It's a loop. Uh-huh. To be in fear for your life for that many hours, after all the previous problems I mentioned above, takes a toll we can't fathom. Daughter mentioned the key... F- phrase yesterday on campus after being so strong all week long, never showing any signs of trauma or depression. She broke down into tears when she saw the huge gathering of people on campus passing out snacks, hugs, dogs, to pet, you name it. She said, it could have been me. Oh boy, That's the awful sad truth of today. They all feel that way. They have a lack, oh, a total lack of parenting. They have a total lack of care for the mentally sick. Well, not them, but he means referring yeah. to people doing the shooting. What we grew up with is uh, no more. No more state hospitals, fewer engaged parents. They truly need you know about engaged parents? It seems like parents are all over their kids. I mean, it just seems like they're, I, I don't know what they're doing with them, but they sure spend a shit ton of time with them. They truly need to hold the fake callers, fake news posters, kid who ran through the dorm, slamming doors shut to scare other kids accountable in some way if possible. I, You know, it just seems to me like we just accept so much shitty behavior now. There is no, there's no bottom. There's no, I mean, it seems really, I feel really weird saying there is no decency whatsoever. I mean, there's no bottom level of decency. You cannot count on any any decency on social media, which is where all people communicate on social media. There is no decency. None. Zero. Well, I mean, Why? anonymity lets you get away with exactly. a lot of things that you're never going to get in so, trouble. Well, you could. Couldn't they, I mean, trace your IP address and... Oh yeah, they could chase people down, and they not, could, if they wanted to spend a ton of money. But sure, no, they yeah. cut they cut employees anytime they can at the platform. They don't want to hire people. They don't want to do that. They are free from any legal action thanks to the United States Congress. That's already been accomplished. They're not a publisher, so they're not responsible for anything published, which. I have mixed feelings about because I understand they could never go through all that stuff. But now they don't have any incentive to go through anything. They don't need to give a shit. And and the yeah, but if you anonymous play, people are the least of their concern. Don't you love social media? If you play 15 second, seconds of a copyrighted song, they are all over that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All over it. Well, that's yeah. an algorithm. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, let's see, this next person said... Social media and Twitter is what's destroying this country anyway. 
punish the hell out of parents like the Crumleys who do nothing. I don't know how many times I've said this. I don't understand. After what happened at Oxford, I can't understand why a law wasn't passed that people who own guns and let them get in the hands of their children, especially a troubled, fucked up kid like this, why aren't they responsible for that? Why? I mean, it's a gun. It's a privilege. It's a big deal to have a weapon. And if you have a troubled kid and you allow them access, these people bought the gun for this kid. They bought him the gun. I understand the gun. The application doesn't have his name on it because you can't do that. But they did. They bought the gun for him. He thought it was his gun. He posted on social media, look at my new gun. For his birthday? Was yeah. It his birthday? Mm, no, Christmas, actually. Early Christmas, Christmas. gift. Oh, early Christmas. Oh. Of course, early. Like a $600 gun, too. Jesus. Spoiled brat. Well, they'll never have to give him a Christmas present again. Was well, I always that. just assumed that your kids are your responsibility, that if your kid fucks up, I mean, someone's got to go down. It's got to be the person who's responsible for, the, for them. And yeah, that well, would, what's in my there? mind would be the parents. But they don't. Was, there's there no a... law in that. There's no law to that effect. This just charge is really kind of a reach. And whether they'll be able to convict them, I don't know. They're, they're trying to get them for manslaughter. I don't know why there isn't a law that if someone in your home who is not the adult that owns the gun, who is a minor, gets a hold of your weapon because it's irresponsibly uh, kept wherever it's kept or it's too easily found, that that is a crime that you have to pay for and not necessarily the crime they committed, but the fact that you're not securing your weapon. Um, and for some people, that's going to be a problem because some people have fucked up kids who go through all their shit. I tell you something. Um, this is a conversation I had off the air with someone. I can't remember who it was. I don't ever remember going through my parents' stuff. Like, I would never go through my, when I was a kid, in a million years. But I learned the hard way that it's not that way now. No, you're right. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, it seems to me parents have a right to have some fucking privacy, uh, certainly for a, for a gun. But, uh, I mean, that's, that's the problem. If, if we can't, if no one can be responsible for their weapon, if that's impossible, mm. then I don't know what the answer is because then any nut can get a hold of a gun if they're in a household where someone else owns a gun. If that person has no responsibility for the gun because it's too hard. Lots and of guns. I, I've, I've compared it to drunk driving a million times. Drunk driving, everybody used to drive drunk. Everybody. <laughs> until they started cracking down on people and really saying, you get a drunk driving... You're going you're gonna to suffer this, 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 and they fucking meant it, and the judges wailed on people. I mean, unless, of course, they're privileged people with lots and lots sure. of money and connections and judges and lawyers and all that. Lawyer. But, yeah. I mean, generally speaking, uh, people paid a brutal price right. for that. Until people pay a brutal price for this, I don't think anything's going to change. If I and didn't have this gun, the king of England could just walk in here anytime he wants and start shoving you around. You want so, that? Huh? It'd be, Do that's you? the argument. It'd be nice to know that uh, someone was talking about this. I mean, I haven't really heard of any great conversations in the state legislature about this topic. No, I've not F either. with the NRA and you'll be DOA. It's too hard. Is it, is it's it because, hard. It's too hard. because that, that makes people mad on, like, the other side? I guess, yeah. Um, did, I, you, did you watch Bill Maher? Yeah, it sounds super yeah. hard. About um, the point of the female panelist about, she was from NPR, and she's like, everything is a subscription and so now, when you have, 
you know, like either Fox or MSNBC or any other news service, they're by subscription. And so you you're sort of choice. you're serving the people who buy the subscriptions. Right. Because people so aren't going to be buying every oh, yeah. single so you're no. serving, subscription. Yeah. And, and so one. when they're talking about, you know, the um, the whole um, lawsuit against some of the Fox anchors, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're saying that they were concerned about people. Oh, yeah. Like. Canceling their subscription and that motivated them, right? Because to... they were they were spewing what they felt their audience wanted to hear, not what they believed, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I'm sure you could find the same phenomenon at other places where people are just trying to serve the audience. And uh, I'm sure I've done the same thing too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not that dramatically. Okay, let's see who else had a good email. There were quite a few. I have a daughter who was in her dorm Monday night. And about a half mile from the horrible events. My husband and I took her back to school yesterday. And logically, I know she was never in any real danger and she'll be fine. But it was tough leaving her. She went to Europe for a month as a 15-year-old. England last summer to study abroad. We've seen her do her own. Ooh! (laughs) And ooh. (laughs) We've seen her. (laughs) We we have seen her do her own thing for a long time. It was just different feeling leaving yesterday. She's got her friends. And I think getting back to her routine will calm her mind and mine, too. So I'm happy they went back. I think it was the right time. Hashtag Spartan Strong. Thanks, Drew. And that's Lucy. See? Um, and I, honestly, I think... Spartia! The majority of people felt it was time to move on. Uh, and these are primarily parents. I, I don't can't think if I got anything well, from a student. Wasn't the thing over whether to just sit it out the rest of the two weeks until spring break or, or go yes. virtual or come back or go virtual? Virtual was not really an option because it was it was then, like reliving COVID. Yeah, it was in question. Uh, let's see, Eric. I feel sorry for these kids. I personally know kids that grew up with the students oh, that were killed. Eric! Yeah, they're, they, some, a couple of these kids are from very close by. My son is a junior at CMU and was on the swim team at GP South with Brian Frazier. Uh, opinion column was just that, her opinion. I'm sorry they had to go through all that, but that's life. We all have to endure some type of tragedy in our lives. We have to find a way to move on and not use tragedy as, as an excuse for whatever happens in our life. Well, that's if that happens, that's down the road, and that's unfortunate. I mean, there certainly are all the services available to help people, and that's one thing that does happen with all these things. People are made available. I hope people use the services. Uh, life moves on. If that article being published helps her deal with this and helps her to move on, he's referring to the girl who said, I'm not okay. That's fine. It was sad to read, but hopefully it helps her. I'm sure the reason it was in the freak because, oh, because she knows ML Elric. Maybe you should talk to him about it. Oh. She probably will. Yeah. I think, he, I think she's his NIL Oh, that employee. was his NIL? I think it was, yeah. Uh, that wrote that article. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew it wasn't just anyone that, you know, I, I thought, it, I personally thought it was somebody posted it and they asked if they could use it or something like that, but it was even a little tighter loop than I thought. You want to go right now, Elric? <laughs> okay, let's see. Robin. Okay, Robin says 50,000 students, probably 10,000 employees. City of Pontiac's population is 60,000. I'll do you one better. I read a f- father in Okemos, the affluent suburb next to East Lansing, said, my family will never forget those sirens we heard that night. Imagine living in a perfectly safe, ritzy suburb and sirens have traumatized you. Give me a fucking break. Uh, (laughs) 
The average MSU student, upper middle class raised, two parent happy home, spoiled MSU student, attractive, will make seventy five grand a year in first job after college. I'm a victim. Really? She's kidding. That's what she thinks. I think she's saying. Well, she's suggesting that living in Pontiac would be constant trauma. That oh, that right. we should be all wrapping our arms around the people of Pontiac. There's a lot of violence in Pontiac. Yeah. There's a lot of, I mean, and I think that's. Uh, when people get a little sarcastic or a little seem to have a little lack of understanding, I think it's because there is so much violence in this country in so many places, and those people just have no choice. They go on. You know, it's like a drive-by shooting. You don't see people taking weeks off after a drive-by shooting. They just not that that's not that that makes it okay. They spud off. I mean, you don't really hear from those people either. They don't get to write columns and. That sort of thing, because yeah. nobody gives a shit. Just exist. Go on. Uh, let's see. Dan says, uh, enjoyed the show yesterday. I used to work there and live four miles from campus. Not saying could have been me. LOL. I'm Hi, saying Dan. it might as well have been 400 miles from me, and I feel bad saying that. I'm a little older than Mark. As a kid in the 80s, Lebanon was in the news a lot. You'd hear about the news about bus bombings, outdoor markets getting blown up, asking if that stuff... They were in Back to the Future, the Lebanese terrorists. Uh, asking if, like, that stuff may happen in the U.S. My parents would tell me, no, it won't happen here. Fast forward a little bit. We're very similar to the Middle East. Just swap out truck bombs for AR-15s and the like. I'm sorry, that was Libyans. I stand corrected. I'll preface this by saying, I know I sound like an unsympathetic asshole, but I don't see what the big deal is. Sure, it's tragic and senseless, but MSU is a city of 50,000 people. There aren't sit-ins and closing of government offices in Lansing, which is five miles from MSU when three people get killed. It's because the expectation is that crime doesn't happen on college campuses. Crime reports would indicate otherwise. The number of sexual assaults alone would show otherwise. You know, that is it. Mm, yeah. I, I know he is rather unsympathetic. Um, but the point he's making, for example... If you're a 20-year-old female and you go to a college, your chances of being sexually assaulted are better, unfortunately. Sure. That's just the sad fact. You pack all those young hormones in one place and, uh, uh. I mean, the, the numbers are astounding when they come out. You know, how many people say, yes, I did experience, you know, uh, sexual assault or sexual violence in my time at X university. It's, it's amazing how often it happens. I always thought this about the Muslims and how there are billions of them and only a few bad apples ruin it by 20 of them flying into the World Trade Center. Why don't the other billion Muslims speak up and say they don't stand for this and this is, that this is not indicative of the religion? The same should be said of responsible gun owners now. Responsible gun owners seem to be the only group that have the power to meaningfully input on changing how we address gun control. Until that happens, we can just add MSU to the list. This is quite a long email, but quite well told. 1776 will commence again if you try to take our firearms. Uh, and then I actually responded to him, do you think responsible gun owners are at the point of wanting real change? And he says, sure doesn't seem that way. Who else is there? The politicians, not likely. More like not at all. To touch on all the bogus calls to the MSU PD that night, I think it was all done for likes to be able to say, I was the one who pointed the police to the suspect, subscribe to my YouTube and retweet my post. Oh, uh, wow. I understand what he's saying. I'm, I'm, I think people were probably trying to help, but yeah, there's a lot of people that just, they want to be on social media and they want to participate and maybe they don't vet something as Everybody wants the carefully as they now. should. And you know, if you had, if you had a, if a friend or a family member that was there and you knew about it, you were following along. And so you were falling for all the fake shit as well because you wanted to know. 
and, and unfortunately, the first everybody knows if you go to Twitter or if you go to the social media sites or Reddit, you can you can find out what happened there first. Unfortunately, you have to wait. Yeah, Reddit all the bullshit. is Reddit does. I don't care what it is. It's usually on Reddit. People are talking about it on Reddit. Almost any, almost anything. If, if I'm ever following something live as it's happening, and I'm just, you know, on my phone, it would be, yeah, a combination of Twitter, Reddit, and unfortunately, I hate to say it, but sometimes 4chan, even though it's the biggest cesspool possibly ever. Twitter drives me crazy, but there will be gobs of people putting out information. How much of it is... But again, I swear, I, I guess what bothers me about this, okay, it's either that... My idea is just too impractical or it's a bad idea. Um, but it pisses me off that no one else is talking about what I'm talking about, which is that until people cannot so easily impersonate other people and be anonymous online, it's never, we're never going to straighten it out. Yeah. So is that just anonymous. so... Are people not talking about that because it's so impractical? Oh, Elon was talking about it. But Elon I, was? I don't, I don't, well, didn't he say he wanted to take away all the... Fake accounts. I think that was maybe the intention when he first brought up the idea but of Twitter blue. Uh, but then but I don't hear it's just not something it, I hear a wave of. No, it seems to me that it would straighten out so much shit if you knew because, who, was. yeah, if you had to be responsible for everything you say online, right? Because there are people who are using their real information and are getting themselves in trouble. So <laughs> why do that when you can so easily be someone else, yeah, right? I saw that. Dumbest fucking story today about that. It was a Washington Post story about um, a girl who said she was rejected by a university for posting too much on TikTok. Really? Yeah. Did you see it? No, I didn't. Was that in Brian Jones' prep? It was one of those. <laughs> no, it was not in Brian's. No, it wasn't. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I can pretty well. I think that I, fucking TikTok sensation, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's what Tom said about MSU. I started to write long email about the reactions I've seen to the MSU shooting. We have a son at MSU or on MSU parents page on Facebook. Ooh. I spend a lot of the week and weekend reading parents posts to my wife. I had to get off there because I'm so bewildered by the reaction of some parents. It used to be that we're supposed to be somewhat strong for our children. Now I'm convinced the parents are transferring their anxiety to their kids. Mm. It used to be that people got anxious. Now anxiety is disease, apparently. It no longer is my child is anxious. It's my child has anxiety. I'm just amazed at the reaction of parents who encourage their kids to not go back to class even when the child had no connection to the incident other than being an MSU student. They might as well have been in another state. I get some of it. I think about things like what if my... Let's see. What if the guy? Oh, what if the guy chose my son's dining hall, and he happened to be there at the time? Yes, thoughts like that give me pause. But that didn't happen. I don't need to encourage my child to imagine that it could have happened. I I, I appreciate the point he's making. Um, the word survivor. It's really strange to think of what survivor used to mean. Mm -hmm. Cancer survivor, someone who had cancer. Right. Not someone who. There was a test that thought they might have, you know, that they should take another test. And, they and then the test the came trauma, back negative. Right? Yeah. No, that's not a cancer survivor. And uh, school shooting survivor, if you're nowhere near the fire, are you a school shooting survivor? I, you are now. I mean, every student that went to Michigan State today is being treated as a shooting survivor. Right. But they were not shot at. The great, 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 great majority of them were not shot at. However, I will add to that, that 
with all the Mickey Mouse bullshit going on, and there's a shooter here, there's a shooter there, uh, there's a guy with a bomb. They made it 20 times. Wasn't it much worse than it needed to be? Yeah, they created That's more trauma. And-, and honestly, when I was saying... You are fake news. If someone got shot six blocks from me... Mm-hmm. I would not have a problem going to my house because I would just hear about it when they caught the guy or when they found the victim and then there would be an effort to find the criminal and it would all kind of go on really without me being intimately involved in it. But if they texted me, hey, there's a shooter six blocks away, which isn't very far, mm-hmm. and then there was a bunch of misinformation about it and, oh my God, he's on your street. I- <laughs> I- well, yeah, that would that would pull me in. So in a way... I guess I'm fortunate that they don't tell me when something is going on close to my home. So you want to be out of the loop when... Well, under those circumstances, I kind of do. That's a terrible choice, though, that you have to choose between knowing and and then the other choices that all this bullshit can be put into the system that causes unnecessary anxiety. And misdirects police... I was not, I, I just jumped in around, you know, Brandon and Mark were texting each other mm-hmm. and you guys were listening to the scanner and then you mentioned it was on, <laughs> they're going to break into The Bachelor. So I fast forward and saw Channel 7 break into The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I watched the 10 minutes they had on this student who, I don't even know if he's a student, but he was, did you see that guy? I didn't, Mark did. He said that they, it was irresponsible to put him on because of some of the things he was saying. I thought it was irresponsible to keep him on. I wasn't sure what they thought they knew before they put him on, but I don't think he was someone who was taking it seriously. I thought he was kind of screwing around. Oh, really? Yeah. So then I, then I started listening to the scanner. And honestly, I went from, oh, God, this sucks, you know, because it's, Terry, you know, shooting to like, holy fuck, what's going on? I mean, it's like I got sucked into it. Like, like you know, there's there's somebody running around with a loaded weapon just ready to shoot at anybody. Mm-hmm. It just sounded like insanity because there were so many, uh, and then so, yeah, throw on social media. And, you know, there's so many fake reports. There's so much bullshit going on. People, when it comes to posting, how many people are really responsible? Most people probably not. No. <laughs> People, everyone should not have a voice at a time like that. I hate to say that, but, but it was fucking crazy. But your idea of making everyone have to own whatever they say because it's their identity, then... Do you mind if I post this? I do think that that would knock I mean, out all of the, act, the jokers and the... What a shame, though, that dickheads. you have to punish people who are participating in, in many cases, trying to help, and they're actually they're taking bad tips... Or they're getting uh, bad information, fake news. and they're repeating it. Huh. Anyway, thanks. Uh, Facebook page. What you're seeing and what you're reading is not what's happening. Somehow, uh, a child has anxiety. I'm amazed at the reaction of parents. I go to class. Shouldn't be a big deal. I'm having anxiety flashes and, 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 and sharp shit pains in my stomach. No connection to the incident other than being an MSU student. They might as well have been in another state. I get some of it. I think about things like what if, what if. Uh, send some screenshots from the Facebook page, but figured this is already long enough. P.S. I'd like to be a forensic accountant on what some of the parents are claiming their children are saying to them. One example below, but I've seen others. Sounds like the parents saying it to me. Who knows? Maybe I'm just wrong and I'm being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. The parents said their kids said, self-aware then. 
As we walked Yikes, away from Sparty, I said, I hate that we are going through this and pray we never have to experience anything like this again. But everyone today has shown me that we are very loved and what has happened here matters to a lot of people. I needed you and dad to see everything so you could know it too and feel the love. Oh, okay. Wow. If somebody said that, that's, I guess it's possible. I don't know. I don't think I would make my parents go see that. No. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. So after, um, after reading emails today and, and such, I, you know, saw the, the clips of people going back to school and all the, all the signs, which was kind of weird. Just all these signs. Like, you know, free hugs. Oh, okay. Spartan strong. Um, you know, love. It just, I don't know, I guess it seemed trite to me. I guess it helps, though. And, and all these snacks, like, you know, get over a shooting better with a snack. I guess you do, maybe. I mean, just trying to spread a little comfort around, I think. Yeah. I just, some of the signs just seem, so, I don't know. I, I guess it just created a um, an aura of... Look at all the people who are trying to help. Right. I guess that's yeah. good. But, you know, big sister hugs, Spartan strong. Your feelings are valid. Free hugs. <laughs> who hasn't said, by the way, who is arguing against your feelings are valid? I mean, isn't that, that's all I hear now is your feelings are valid. I don't yeah. hear anyone saying your feelings aren't valid. There's a big push, too, to get dudes to cry. So I expect you to cry at some point. If you would. I have a heart and I have feelings. I feel that. You mean that? Like a, they want, they're telling people to cry? Yeah, yeah. there were uh, a couple of interviews I was just watching, and I can't, I can't even remember who it was, but they're like, it's okay to cry, and it's, you know, I, think I, people I remember are, that thread going through last week, and, and so I perked up, and I'm like, oh, wow. this." It seems to me people are, are fully oh, aware cry? that it's okay to cry. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think people have any problem with that. I mean, like I said, anytime I watch a show with people of that age group, they all cry. On national television, which personally, I would think if you're on such a mindless show, you go. I would go out of my way not to cry. Sure, but they almost seem like they want to cry. Well, because well, it it, it makes them more attractive. <laughs> so anyway, the headline to the story at four o'clock was: "There's no way we're ready to go back." Oh boy. Well, I mean, and. So I'm reading about why that guy says there's no way we're ready to go back. I mean, everybody made it through the day. I think in the end they will feel that this was probably a good thing. I don't know. I feel, sometimes I feel like we're talking about 10-year-olds. It just seems weird to me. Like, free hugs. Um, there, was, <laughs> there was a parent who was being interviewed who was talking about that they took the day off to be available to their daughter mm-hmm. while she was in class so she could text and she could come pick her up if she needed to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and she said that actually she's texting. She's on edge. She's struggling in class. And she's texted her a few times already. And she's ready to take her home or take her wherever. And then there was another guy they talked to who said, um, they said he had really struggled through the class. I mean, really struggled. I, it's really weird thinking of, I mean, these are not people who were intimately part of this. These, I, they, if there was any indication, these people like were in the room where the shootings were, they didn't say as such. So I assumed otherwise because most students were not. Anyway, uh, yeah, he struggled through the morning classes, but he made it. So, well, uh, what, when's your next class? I have a class this afternoon. Are you going to make it to your afternoon class? I don't think I'll know until it's time. <laughs> That's got to be kind of hard. 
Especially, I, I mean, mean, everybody I, is so dramatic. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm just assuming that I, I'm just com- so completely out of it now. I just can't possibly comprehend what's going on. Um, I mean, I know, I understand. This is a this is a really heavy event. Of course, it is. Just like Oxford was, but it's a little different because the students are older, and it's a much bigger campus. Most people were nowhere near this. They're not. I mean, they're survivors of a different feather than Oxford. I think when it's a small high school and you got yeah. you know, 13, 14 year olds, it's, it's a really, that's pretty all encompassing. Uh, and then, okay, so I'm just accepting people at their word because all I read is that, you know, there's no way we're ready to go back to class. 23,000 people sign a petition. I, I'm taking them at their word. I know there's comedians in there who are like, I don't want to go back to class. Fuck that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sign a petition because that's there's always those guys. Right. But um, when I read that the editorial board of the school newspaper says they're not ready to go back, then I start kind of scratching my head going, those people should be dying to go back to do their job. Right, covering the aftermath. Right? Yeah. I mean, does that surprise you? Because they're a college newspaper. (laughs) But no, they're very, you know, the daily breaks some pretty good stories. The Michigan Daily, I don't know much about the Michigan State paper. I think I would have been uh, dying to get back to the BG News back um, in the day. Oh, I know. I would have been dying to get back to all that. Uh, well, hey, especially man. at a time like this, you've got, I mean, you are the news. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would think people are kind of counting on you to get back. And then you're saying you can't, well, what happens in, when you're covering real stories and that's what you're, you're covering all the time? Yeah. You know, maybe you get more numb to it. But I was just really thought that was, I would have thought that somebody on the, the editorial board of the school newspaper would say, even if they weren't ready to go back, I would think they would say they're ready to go back. <laughs> just because, more just popular. to give people confidence that the paper is fine, that the you will have the student newspaper available to you as you always will, because you can always count on that right. sort of thing. Back to normal. Yes. Right. Well. And then, uh, let's see. Uh, signs. Talked about the signs. The snack tables. The Oh. The... The parking lots were full of parents sitting in their cars in the event that the that their kids had a change of heart. I, this just seems so weird. Parents at a college waiting for the kids just in case. It's too it's too much, and so they're there to pick them up and take them. And it just seems. Is there more danger now than there used to be, though? I mean, than when your mom and dad might be. My mom and dad never waited in the well, car for me. Know. Never. That's no. Right. I mean, yeah. not mom even at the fucking bus either, stop. But... And believe me, I wish they would have because it was fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, my first exposure to that was when um, I used to see the kids in West Bloomfield. Mm. And you'd see them sitting standing at the bus stop and just chit-chatting. And then it'd be a little cold. And then they'd all be sitting in one car right. or in two cars yeah. or in four cars mm-hmm. or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I believe. I wish. <laughs> but uh, at a... College, I just, I mean, this is just different. I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know what to say other than that this is, I, I just feel like I have to take people at their word. I mean, I, I know this whole survivor business, I do feel it's a little out of hand, this wanting to spew your trauma all the time. I just feel like it's gone too far because I don't think people should be focused on anxiety and trauma, et cetera. I mean, it seems to me there should be some effort to limit this sort of thing as opposed to constantly feeling it or expressing it. Or feeding into it. 
I mean, but, you, but I watch the, you know, when I watch these, uh, uh, I really don't want to quote dating shows all the time. Bachelor's on tonight, by the way. <laughs> when I see these people on their first dates, and it's, that's the first thing they talk about is their trauma. It's really strange to me. But they do. They all do. And they share stories back and forth. And that's a great date. <laughs> Really? Um, yeah. No, it, it is. They, that's what they say afterwards. It's like, oh, my God, you, there's no walls up with you. And really, we're being vulnerable. They want people to be vulnerable. That's an asset. After three or four years of marriage, do they still want that vulnerability? Is that still hot? <laughs> Good um, question. But I was thinking about, you know, know, watching the people excavate family members out of Turkey, you know, out of apartment buildings that just collapsed yeah, around taking them. taking a week off. I don't know. I mean. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, they, after 11 days, those people are still digging. And some of them had to pay for the, you know, equipment to dig people out. That's unfathomable. Fa- unfathomable. And that. someone had that reaction yesterday to the petition story. And they said, you know, these some of these kids need to consider people their age in Ukraine right. and then move on. And, uh, you know... I, I, I don't think it's a bad idea to consider it. I, I realize these people are, are experiencing something that's, you know, unimaginable to a lot of people, but it, it doesn't hurt to look at people who are going through something worse or something yeah. that's, you know, like on you a daily basis. Life and death trauma, actual real life and death trauma. But, I mean, I kind of understand to some degree how some trauma feels, especially if it's unresolved and you can't make it. You can't like. Well, this is resolved. I mean, right, in yeah. terms of you know, we're not looking for anybody, right? In that respect, yeah. But uh, I, you know, the 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 worst part to me, and I certainly hope there's nothing in this fucking state that happens anytime soon because it seems like we're all going to explode. It's just so frustrating. The worst part to me is that uh, there's no indication this would even this this pace of shootings would ever slow down. That it's moved the dial on anything. So it'll just move, you know, well, today, what's yesterday's in New Orleans? Mardi Gras, yeah. What was the shooting before that? Because there was another shooting. Were there a couple shootings since Michigan State? They start happening out of state. You're kind of right. numb to them because that's somewhere else. And uh, they only shot four. I mean, how, how oh, wow. odd to think of a shooting and go, a- oh, they only shot four and only one's dead. Yeah, there were 11 shot in Memphis yesterday. God, Memphis. Again. I don't even know that story. What the fuck happened in Memphis? Six shot in Chicago, oh, Illinois yesterday. Wait, Four you mean shot someone them. shot 11 people in Memphis? Are those separate or or mass shootings? Those. You know, no, I'm talking about mass shootings. Man arrested after shooting in White Heavenland, leaving 10 injured, one dead. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, Jesus. let's see. Dodge Charger. Let's see. A man exited a Dodge Charger, opening the trunk, handing a rifle to a shooter. Some dude named... Julius Freeman. Yeah, but I didn't even hear about this one, but there's a whole website that tracks all of them. There was like five just yesterday. There was four shots in Indianapolis. There was five shot, one killed in New Orleans. That must have been the Mardi Gras. Four shot in Missouri, St. Louis. There were three on the 18th. There Uh, were two mass shootings on the 17th. uh, Scrolls and scrolls and scrolls. Two on the 15th. No, well, this year there's been, I think there's one for every day of the year, isn't there? Uh, more than, I think, because there have been more than there have been days. According of the year to this, so there far. was not mass shootings on February 11th or on the oh. 9th. Oh, well, nice. but there were probably two on another day to make up for it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. It was a makeup day. Fuck. Gun violence makeup day coming. Oh, boy. 
Uh, well, February, there are some really good things happening at Dr. Roche's office. A uh, great way to celebrate, you know, February, President's Day, maybe. Get 550 off breast augmentation or complimentary skin tight with the purchase minimally invasive, uh, that minimally invasive breast lift. Perfect thing if you're happy with your cup size, but you feel like maybe you could do with a lift. There's also a BOGO lip filler deal. Buy one syringe, get one free, or buy a fat transfer on the lips with complimentary Fractora, a $950 value, or, um, you know, any number of the many things that go on, including 44,000 sit-ups. Drew and I have both experienced at Dr. Rush's office. I need 44 more. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Yeah, I had a problem with getting them. They are good. I know. In between times, you forget. And then, of course, you know, chili cheese dog today. It's been a few months for me. Um, Special. If you want to, though, um, any of these, you need to schedule a consult 248-338-1110 at Dr. Rush's office because they can talk you through some of these things and and point in the direction that you need. Totally worth it. Um, So give them a call or check them out at drroche.com. And Lady James, if you want to spruce up and win a suite for the 2023 football season, and I don't mean the XFL, which kicked off yesterday with The Rock, get to Lady James today for an award-winning haircut experience. You'll automatically qualify for your chance to live the sweet life. Lady James haircuts for men. Walk in anytime, seven days a week. It's wicked awesome. And Christina Gennari, she's the person who, uh, with her team at KW Domain, can handle real estate. It's been crazy, lots of ups and downs, but Christina and her team will jump jump in and help you find the home of it's your crazy. dreams when you're ready to make a move. And she knows the show, too, so you'll feel really familiar with Christina. SoulChristina.com. That's SoulChristina.com to get to her or call her at 248-550-4788. Let's ball out, baby! <laughs> yeah! We don't have an X- XFL team. The XFL. Trudy, you are so... We have a USFL team. We have USFL. We are in sync with the insignia after you and I are so in sync right now because... Really? I want everyone to hear the most phoned-in interview in the history of phoned-in interviews. (laughs) We are changing directions here. It's fun time. Yeah. This morning on GMA, um, of course, they have to delegate all the important interviews of the day. And the most important one always goes to Michael Strahan because he is quick on his feet. Well, he's football. And he's got the rock and he's got the female Latina owner of the XFL. Ah. She owns it with the rock. She's the first, uh, I think, person of color, minority to own a league, I believe. Really? I mean, she's making history. Now, unfortunately, it's history of the XFL. XFL. Which is not very fucking important at all. What? I mean, look at the crowd. I think I left some of the, or maybe I just went right to the interview, but they showed The Rock going, what's he say? Let's play ball, baby? No, let's. Let's ball out, baby! Let's ball out. <laughs> That's better. The, the crowd, though, Brandon, you know, there's no one in the upper levels. No. No one. No. And the no. low, lowest level has a smattering of people. Oh, boy. It's just not a very good crowd. Well, I mean, yeah, if they're going to have to build the viewership, right? Is that. Is that really going to happen? No, I don't think. I think the excitement is when it starts because we go, what is it? And, you know, do I know any of the players or will I get to know any of the players? Or is there anybody great that they missed in the NFL? And The Rock makes a big deal. I don't know. Did you see The Rock interviewed much, Brandon? Mm, I didn't see him interviewed that. Uh, no, no. He's I on cruise control in every interview. He makes a big deal. And he made a big deal when he enters the game, too, about how, 
I'm wearing number 54 because I didn't make it in the NFL. So I'm the 54th man. And that's why we built this league for all the 54s out there who couldn't yeah, make the 53-man roster. Mm-hmm. And so this is a way for them to... Look at the crowd there. See, yeah. Look how empty that fucking There's, place is. It's like the lower of the lower bowl. Because oh. even the upper oh, lower bowl is empty. But this was, the, this was the pump speech he gave everybody right before kickoff. Wow. Okay. When they told you that the dream was over. <laughs> but here's the truth. Your dream is just beginning. The speech is way too intense for the reality of it. <laughs> the guy's not, they're all nodding. Because yeah. what you're going to do, you're going to come out on this field and you're going to line up and you're going to show the world what it's like to be truly hungry with that chip on your shoulder. I know, because I okay, got that he's going to repeat a lot of this in the, here. in the interview. So <laughs> that's what I meant, though. He is running around basically phoning in uh-huh. the comments every time. And But now he's got the Latina owner. And my prediction is... The XFL, because of this female Latina owner who is making history by owning a league mm. with The Rock, uh, who claims this is the fastest decision he's ever made in his life really? to buy this league because it's such a winner. Wow. I think it's going to become kind of like the WNBA. Oh, no, act, really? act like it's really a big deal and it's really important <laughs> and you should know all these names because these people are... Anyway, uh, watch Michael Strahan, who deftly handles this. Ah. Okay. And watch the phoning in. The phoning in is Dwayne, out of hand. Danny, Dwayne, wait, wait, wait to slide in there right at the last second. The Rock's second not even ready. <laughs> watch. He's talking while Strahan is. Wow, he's enormous. Whoa. Because The Rock's talking to someone off camera. Really big weekend for you both. You launched this league. You guys were present at games in four different cities. So how was the fans' reaction to the first games of the new Gee, what do you think the answer is going to be? <laughs> I've got to tell you, it. it was overwhelming. Oh. Every city was just better than the next. No, there was no and one in that fans, place. The Rock was so talking. They were ready for this. We came out, the love they had for their teams, for the coaches. They don't the know any of the players. It was palatable. <laughs> it felt so XFL, and uh, it was amazing deck. to actually be oh, connected. Wow, one person in the upper deck. And, and, and Dwayne, we know that you you were a football player in college. You had the potential to be a pro football player. Didn't quite work out for this you. Rock Do you think that two your life path, your career, maybe you're not who we know you are now if the XFL Dreamweaver. existed back then? Do you think that's a possibility? Michael, without a doubt, uh, I I wish, Danny and I talk about this all the time, I wish that I had the XFL when I was coming out of University of Miami. You know, you and I, Michael, have talked about this a lot, which is... So he could waste two years of his life. was my dream. (laughs) Football was the ticket. Football was going to be our ticket, uh, our way out. And I worked extremely hard. I was so incredibly lucky to have Danny support me the whole way, continue to push and motivate me. But that was the dream. Football was the dream. And as you know, and as many people out there know, there are 53 men on an NFL roster. Oh, oh wait. I was always number 54. Oh. DJ, you're good, but you're not good enough. And so that mentality. So he's wearing his 54 jersey everywhere. with me and stuck with us. Kind of a cute hook. Put a chip on my shoulder. It's still there. You can see it now on live TV on GMA. But there is. It's the that mentality of player 54, uh, yeah. uh, the hunger, the oh, drive Jesus. that that creates, uh, that permeates not only ownership, leadership, but also that's what the entire league is. So all of our players who have Trudy, dream we who bring proudly up? wear a different number and a different and, and a different last name on the back uh. of their jerseys. Michael, they're all player 54, and that's why this league for they us, the XFL, is so incredibly 
That'd be meaningful, cool. and, it, and, it, and it goes deep. It's so incredible. It it's so incredibly deeper. meaningful. And that's why fans would notice you always wear number 54, the jersey, when you're at the practices. And, and speaking of ownership, Danny, you're making history. I mean, you're the first woman owner of a major sports league. So, so what did this weekend Pause mean to you? Pause for a second, you? Brandon. Okay, question. Do you think that she'll be very humble about this, or do you think that she will be very kind of caught up in the excitement? Oh, of, she's, oh she's so I mean, caught up in the excitement. Michael made quite a few platitudes there. Is she going to lean into that? Yeah. I, I think that she's going to feel like this is way overdue. Just way overdue. Well, let's see what happens. All I hear coming out of your mouth is blah, 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 blah. I don't know what the hell you're saying. Just shut oh, up. This, um, I got to tell you, I get a little emotional. <laughs> When I talk about this weekend, uh-huh. it's the culmination of a young woman, a young girl, We're talking third dreaming person. big in life, getting to a moment in her life later on oh, as a mature okay. woman with great partners and being so moved by a sport she loved and saying, I want to buy the XFL and gathering great people around me and our, and our partner, Jerry Cardinal at Redbird Capital and our XFL football ops team, Russ Brandon, the entire team, and XFL. having them all Does anyone know any of those people? And, and no. join this vision. And oh, sounds good to throw out names, though. And I made history. I didn't vision. set out she to made history. history. I set out huh? to launch a league with she great mean partnership to, but she did. And, and do something spectacular for our athletes and our fans. And to look up and have Fans. this moment in time be pivotal, Lippy. it's amazing. It's, it's, it's awe-inspiring. It, it drives me she to be has better every day to make sure this is not just a moment that happened, but this is the beginning of moments that will happen. Is, is so, thank you so much for asking. I want friends that can count on the moments that will happen. You know, I have, I have the proud privilege of being I think they're yelling in Strahan's ear at this like point. Let's not quickly cuts us off. <laughs> Three years ago, they gotta be terrible. She called me and said, Hey, I've got a big idea, it's kind of crazy. And I said, Well, don't threaten me with a big idea. She goes, Let's buy the XFL. And she couldn't get the L out before I said, I'm in. What? And the opportunities that we've been able to create. And on top of that, Danny making history. But you're special again. You're both making history. And we'll see you guys soon. ABC. Is that who's yelling in his ear? Oh my god. Wow. Man, where does he get suits? I'm, they're made for him, uh, obviously, for, for those giant guns. Oh, to fit oh. Jesus. All night. He is so ripped. He's on so many steroids. He must be. Have you ever ripped. seen his diet and his workout schedule? Sure, but I think that, mm, come on. The guy is skeptical. so big. He's How old is he? He's 50. He's in his 50s, yeah. He's so 50. ripped. Um, you know, I had a lifetime of okay, fitness. I'm dying to know, is ABC... Part of the network package, oh, they must be. Yeah, they've got to be. There's no way they would spend five minutes on the XFL. It seemed like 20 minutes. ESPN, ABC, and okay. FX will okay. be running XFL yeah. games, and then we have the USFL coming soon. I don't know. Um, Trudy, could you start the last break? We got a little behind. Sure. Um, um, I'm going to look up the ratings for the XFL this weekend. I'm really I'm, curious because usually people do get kind of fired up when there's football when it's starting. I'm sure you could be watching some of those uh, XFL or USFL games on uh, something. Uh, I that, want everyone to wear number 54. That NordVPN will provide because they protect you against bandwidth throttling from your internet service provider, and um, they also allow you to switch your country IP address so you can get Netflix, Disney+. Plus. Is ESPN one of those or some of the sports uh, channels that you can't get on regular cable? 
Um, or in some cases, yeah. Or streaming services from other countries. And YouTube Premium, much cheaper in, than in um, the U.S. Unparalleled browsing security and protection from hacking of your personal data, which I think is very important. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash dams or use code dams to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus an additional month for free and a bonus gift. And it is completely risk-free with their 30-day money-back guarantee. It's also public adjusters of Michigan. It's still winter. There's still some snow coming. A lot of wind these days. Public adjusters of Michigan are there to help you when you have property insurance claims. Pipe bursts, any of those other things, you can call Pam first because they'll help you get more money. And they talk to the insurance company. They know how to talk to the insurance company. So we're glad that they're there. And if you need them, call PamFirst.com or click the Pam logo on our website. Okay, Kimberly, did you see anything for ratings, Brandon? I did not. Let's see, the league had to compete with their first week with so many other things going to the TV viewers. Daytona 500 was Sunday. The NBA All-Star Weekend took ratings both days. Genesis Invitational saw Tiger Woods back in action. It sounds like they must not have gotten much. Oh, dear. Uh, uh, Michigan-Michigan State men's basketball game was overshadowed by the MSU. That doesn't give me any numbers. They must not be good. Because the story is the good, the bad, and the ugly. The, the good portion of the story was very brief. <laughs> so let's let's see what the bad and ugly were. Oh, okay. They did like they like the uniforms. Oh, really? They say the women, not skimpy costumes like the original XFL ad back in two thousand one. The league has plenty of opportunities for women. I saw two female linesmen, two back judges, and during the Saturday game between Orlando and Houston, the broadcaster on ESPN Deportes was a female. Wait, the did they go into the? Cheerleaders locker rooms. <laughs> hey, pussy! Can we hear a promo, an XFL promo? Play it at the end of the show. Okay. One of the league's owners is Danny Garcia, who we just met. A female businesswoman who owns a ton of companies and projects, including the producer of films such as Jumanji, The Next Level, and Black Adam. Oh, that's the connection between those two. And several female front office executives. But unfortunately, this is not the league you want to be in these positions in. I mean, I guess if they use this to get to the NFL, that'd be cool. Uh, okay, they're, they're not up to be a stepping stone. Well, I don't think the XFL is going to... I just... Okay, I'm just not a believer. Do you think the XFL or the... What is it? The USFL? Which one has a better chance of sticking? Yeah. And should they just I don't merge? believe in either one of them. I, I just don't <laughs> believe in either one of them. The XFL allows teams to go for one, two, or three points on the PAT. This came into play at the end of the St. Louis game with them down 15-3 to with just 1.30 left in the clock. A touchdown pass plus the three-point successful conversion try trimmed the lead to 15-12. Then St. Louis went down the field and scored the game-winning touchdown to win 18-15. Oh, how'd they get the ball back? That's kind of cool. Nobody cares. I think um, you'll like it if you watch it. <laughs> don't you think? No. I, don't know. No. I don't know the players. I remember you guys talking about the last XFL, right? We joked about it a lot because they had uh, the crazy nicknames on the jersey. Mm -hmm. That was the best part. He was, hate me. He hate me. That's when I became the Chuck Wagon. Yeah, the <laughs> dumbest nickname in the history of anything. He hate me. <laughs> uh, let's see, 35 to The XFL is a 35-second clock instead of the NFL's version of 40, so the plays are faster. The games move along. Mm. We have the first Asian descent head coach. Uh <laughs> Player bonding. There seems to be a sense of no animosity among players of all teams. They seem to have the same goals and strife, not just within a single club, but league-wide. Everyone is in this venture together. That's great. 
I don't see television ratings, but I do see in-person attendance is down 30% from when they kicked off in 2020. What was the actual attendance? What were the attendance figures? They're going to lie. They're going to say they're higher than they were. But I'm just curious what they said they were. I thought I said 26,000. Hmm. Oh, there's no way there was 26,000 that game The Rock was popping off at. <laughs> uh, announcers, all the broadcast crews are very knowledgeable not only about the game, but when XFL rule variations would surface, they were quick to explain to the viewing audience. Haven't seen a double forward pass yet, so that'll be interesting for the booth. What's a double forward pass? Sorry for not knowing. Uh, throwing it forward to somebody, and then that person throws it forward to somebody uh, else. Oh, okay. Like soccer. Winner's pot. Each player on the winning team gets a bonus of $1,000. What if the NFL took away a portion of each player's bi-weekly paycheck for each loss? Would every play be maximum effort? The premise of monetary incentives to win is a great idea. (laughs) Okay, the bad. Lack of offense overall. Most games had low scores because offensive units just could not sustain drives. St. Louis, the first touchdown of the game, was scored with 10 minutes left in the game. (laughs) That's pretty dreadful when you're in a league where you don't know anyone. Uh, Missed field goals. Limited times the team finally got to scoring range. Field goals were a premium with several missed efforts in almost every game. <laughs> not the, any kickers. Not the 58-yard variety, but the close makeable kicks were missed in many occasions. Three, drop passes. I get it. An offense was thrown together and began playing record time. But often a receiver would have two gloves on the ball and just drop the ball. Oh, my God. Who cares? It wasn't just the receiver. There were multiple dropped interceptions throughout the weekend. Overthrown passes. The season rolls along. This stat will taper off. What each QB did not want to do was see a pick six in their first game. So to compensate, the ball just took on air. Well, <laughs> Interviews to the left of me, interviews to the right. Everywhere we looked, there was an interview. The head coach and a three and out. Oh, the head coach after a three and out. The guy who scored the touchdown trolling on the sidelines with the camera. And it wasn't like it was in-depth, important stuff. One question and out with one player saying hi to all of his friends. <laughs> Another one said hi to all his children. <laughs> it's like when they, uh, when they did the interviews with the kids in the, in the, yeah, in the, stands. In the stands. Hey, what do you think about that game? Uh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> Still give the best interviews. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Uh, electric football kickoffs. The new system of kicking off works for what it's intent for. Cut down on injuries. Nobody is now going full steam for 40-yard collisions. At the same time, most kick returners were tackled between the 28 and 34 every time. Why not just give the team the ball a certain yard line and eliminate the kickoff? Hmm. Uh, receivers are plentiful, but exceptional cover guys are already in the NFL or CFL. It's difficult to find good corner. Okay, whatever. Uh, huge sports. Oh, that's okay. Now the ugly split screen. I did not like that. They showed the offensive coordinator of one team and the defensive coordinator of another team while hearing their calls to the respective players on the field. It got jumbled and both were talking at the same time. Instead of watching the play, the game was reduced to make room for these coordinators with a tri split screen who weren't even involved anymore until the next play at the viewing area. Of the game was now smaller. No one gives a shit plays. As they showed each coordinator, you heard the next play on both sides of the ball being communicated to the field. If this was the NFL, don't you know that each team would have someone who relayed this information to the field for instant adjustment? Does this league have a gentleman's agreement not to steal signals? That's a fair question. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm sure that there are people betting on the XFL. Oh, really? On the sports books? Yeah, I'm sure sure of it. Uh, Let's see, continuing the ugly. Lots of defensive touchdowns. Pick sixes and fumble returns for a defensive score was the norm. So were regular turnovers. Cameras on the field. This was irritating. A guy runs in for a pick six and instantly while celebrating, a microphone is slammed into his face in the end zone. And what did he say? We don't know because he had his helmet on 
and also had a face shield, so he couldn't understand him. <laughs> in another game, the sideline reporter was out on the field with a kicker as he was teeing up the ball. I know what he said. No homo. <laughs> what is your strategy? Um, kick it as far as I can. This was trying to be different just to be different. This has nothing to do with the game. A guy with a camera comes from the end zone and now is in the huddle. That is what the sky cam was invented for. No player in the field wants to be disturbed. Defense rules. I'm not sure that if it was the newness of offensive players who were tossed together in a short time or the overall offensive line plays poor, but the defense dominated. Sacks, hurries, knockdowns, incompletions, throwaway passes were all terribly high. Tackling. Consistent with being the first game, but a lot of missed tackles. This will improve his assignments are not missed. Nameplates. Miss the he hate me Rod Smart nameplate. I think each team should have one player wearing number 30 jersey with this on the back every game. All right, so there was four games in week one of the XFL, and they did release their attendance numbers, Las Vegas versus Arlington or whatever. I don't even know. Uh, 12,000. Orlando at oh, Houston, 12,000. St. Louis at San Antonio. That's the one that got 24,000, but I didn't see the pictures wow. of that. And then finally, Seattle at D.C., 12,000. Wow. Really? Yeah, boy. Yeah, that's that's a small crowd. All right. Um uh, how many how many teams are there total? Eight. I have no idea. Eight teams. So do that's they news just, to me, Brandon? They just got like play each other over and over again. Or? Yes, Correct. over and over and over. <laughs> really, really. Until they expand the league. Oh, I'm really kind of skeptical about the whole thing. But um, okay, <laughs> did uh, did you guys see the new Pam Anderson Bears at all pictures? Yeah, I did. I thought she looked pretty good. Did she? She bared it all again? Yeah, she had to come out and say, hey, I'm hot. Here it is. But, Brandon, why is she bare-faced? Because that's what they're referring to, the fact she was wearing no makeup. Oh, that's true. I don't think she looks good with no makeup. I I don't don't think she looks bad. Listen, I give her credit. I think she looks a lot better with makeup. I give her credit for not having a ton of noticeable work done on her face. She doesn't have that uh, that cat lady face to her. No, she doesn't. And I mean, it's kind of like um, Paulita Poroskova when she first came to our attention and was because she did a no makeup. I'm old and oh, and I, look I at think, me. I think I'm just pammed out. I mean, didn't we get enough Pam with the documentary and the book <laughs> and all the bullshit? Yeah. She explains. She says in this post where she posts, uh, you know, pictures of herself without any makeup. And then you can see. But her she body. had no makeup on in the documentary. You can see her body looks pretty good. And then she goes, "I'd rather show my freckles. It's fun getting old. It's a relief. And at a certain age, we just look younger and fresher without makeup. This is. Oh, me. is that so? I'm happy with who I am. <laughs> I don't think I agree with that. It's a new world, and I'm very grateful for all the love. Okay. Oh boy. Um, but he's lonely. Yeah, she's. The, but by the way, what is this stupid fucking dress with the middle cut out? I, I'm not sure I understand that why that dress is cool, Trudy. It's only so it can show you her figure, which is still pretty good. But is that a real dress, or did they just take a dress and yeah, cut you, a big chunk of it out? You can get you can get that on Venus.com. It's like people wear 12, that dress. twelve dollars. No. <laughs> okay, no, I didn't think so. No. It's not really. She should have shopped at the tight dress store, though. But you can see, you can so, see. What well, is the top dress store way. until you get to the part that's below the cutout part? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like. Uh, you I just had enough you. of these endless attention whores. I mean, really? <laughs> so beautiful without makeup. <laughs> oh, yeah. Madonna okay. should be taking notes from you. I love the bear look. This should go viral for how to age beautifully and naturally show the world. Uh, oh, so everyone loves the way she looks. 
Yeah, but so and yet they sell millions and millions and millions of dollars of cosmetics. Beautiful and, as ever. I don't think so. I don't think she's beautiful as ever. I'm sorry. I just don't. Um. So yeah, you're conditioned that. to like the voluptuous. Well, I glam she, she looks she looks good, but I'm just saying, beautiful as ever. I don't know. It's better than Madonna. She does. <laughs> Uh, Gerald Fogle uh, from Subway. There's a Gerald Fogle doc coming. Yes, gross. And uh, it's overdue or what? Yeah, I've been hearing about this for a while. We're gonna learn that he's a creepy pedophile, which we already know. But no, I I don't really know why anyone thinks we're interested in the details of Gerald Fogle being a pedophile. Because personally, um, the evidence was overwhelming. He was a raging pedophile. Yeah. So I, I just feel like this this does not interest me because he's gross. Well, this is going to be about he had the no business who- being someone I would have to know in the first place. He just was a fluky commercial star for Subway. We interviewed him once. He was annoying as fuck. Really? Yes. He wouldn't shut up. Bragging about his Q rating and about how high it was. <laughs> he was telling us his Q rating. I want to say he said it was one of the best Q ratings in the country. Oh please. Yeah, he was claiming he was up there with, like, Michael Jordan and stuff You and like your that. giant pants, shut But up. I believe this documentary is going to focus on, you know, the rise, the whole rise through Subway, which I would like to watch because <clears throat> I was a Subway sandwich artist when, Could have been you. when Jared came to, uh, to Oh, Subway. yeah, that's right. You and um, Kirkus. Yeah, all Circus of our promo Kirkus. shit. You and know, Mrs. Circus Kirkus. That's true. All that promo stuff was, you know, Jared, Jared. And because of Jared, Subway had an increased volume of customers. But I think this documentary really kind of goes around the people that were around him and how they took him down. Because there was a woman who took him down. I know, but I, do I want to hear all these details of his pedophilia and how he's trying to get pictures out of people of their nude kids? I, I don't know. I'm just, I don't think I mean, I'm really in for this one. Because we lived through it. We yeah, we covered were, that. We knew it. It was horrific enough to even hear it. I, I, I don't know. Whatever. I, I'm sure people... Looking good. Uh, he leads the way. Gross. His name is Darren. And he'll lead you to Subway. Come on, Bones. I'm not the only one who loves Subway. I'm Mark Becky from Iron Mountain, Michigan. <laughs> when I saw what eating Subway low-fat sandwiches and exercise did for Jared, I decided to give it a try. See for yourself. I've lost 110 pounds. Now my friends call me Bones. Subway. Eat fresh. R.I.P. Bones, by the way. Yeah, rest Bones in did peace. Pass away. And nice Mike. R.I.P. that Mike. <laughs> one take Bones. One take Art Backy. Yeah, you only get them for one take, Trudy. And if, you, if they wanted to pay for another take, they yeah. could have had them. They but. could have provided the equipment necessary for... <laughs> yeah. They know. People are aware of Bones' one take nature, so... <laughs> Um, Brittany, Brittany was out to dinner last night. Oh, God, really? She yes. should not be allowed out in public. <laughs> I know. It, she looked really stupid, I thought. Did you see the picture? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what were they doing? Just, she, oh. She's wearing sunglasses. I mean, it's clearly At night. night. <laughs> and she's wearing these really kind of gaudy sunglasses oh, with white, white frames. frames. She just looks stupid. I'm free. I'm going to Nobu. <laughs> she has a, her phone up next to her face. What is she doing? Yeah, I'm trying to figure Sam's out how to driving spin the car. in the car. There's like, some friend in the back seat who looks. That's her manager, Brandon. Wasted. He looks wasted. I know he does. I was like, that's her manager. Really? Hey, I'm your manager, Cade Hudson. Wait. Where'd you get him? I'm not really convinced that her new team is that much better than her old team. No. 
was Cade part of the uh, intervention? Did he want to be a part of that? I think they all did, but I think what happened is Sam told. <laughs> Sam knew he was going to pay an enormous price. So Sam was like, oh, by the way, people really worried about you, and they're going to do an intervention. No, they're not. I ain't doing it. <laughs> she told them which way was up. And that intervention was off. They had rented a house for six months, some really expensive house that was near hers. Right. You know, for probably $20,000 a month or something. I can afford it. Just to-, just to move, just to bring her over there to intervene on her and then say, um, okay, so there's no need to go anywhere because you're going to stay here and we're going to detox you and then we're going to get you back on the mental health meds that you need for your depression, oh, et cetera. Like Except Dad. that. The meeting never happened because Brittany refused to go. And so they just had a phone call where they talked her into meet, having one doctor's appointment, which she declared she was a big success. She said it was everything's great oh, and I'm everything's cured. fine. I'm cured. Yeah, she is cured. She's absolutely fine now. Oh and she that. proved by going out to dinner last night. She went to Nobu. <laughs> Nobu, posted, the place he loves Nobu. She also posted before she went there or whatever. Oh, what is that? Before dinner at Nobu, why is that place so good? And how come I always sit by the fire fire emoji? Either way, best not ever. My hubby hates this video. It's just me spinning. He thinks it's a black outfit is bad. Anyway, I'm confused, two shrug emojis. <laughs> Oh, well, I made the diamond dress and two more last night dress emoji. $175 for front diamond panel that I found somewhere, and then I added a slip. Okay, it's not Versace, but I made it for myself, a whole bunch of emojis that I don't know. I also added a design at the bottom of the bigger stones. I pieced it together when a lady helped me, sewing emoji. <laughs> I was born, so creating it, so, so I guess she's showing off all of her that, the clothes that she's that making. odd now. vest. Doesn't this look like a parody of something? No, I made this dress. Um, okay, so the dress is see-through, and I can see her thong underneath. A, is that what I'm looking it's at? It's a she's, whale tail. She's got a slip, and she put this dumb thing over it. Oh, okay. You know, so that's it's why you're dumb. still seeing through it. <laughs> this dumb thing some lady helped her what make. What is that? That's my outfit I created. Uh, she Sam doesn't like it. She wears her pants so that you can just almost see her... My pubis bone. Yeah, she puts her, her, her little lip purse down by where her... She's, why is she always Coochie pulling her is. pants down low? We don't want to. I don't want to see that. It's not a good look for her though, because she's got a little gut. I want you to see yeah. my tattoos. God, she oh, just, that's do. just horrible. I it's, got two by my vagina. Isn't that a bad look? That's a terrible look. She needs to do eighty-eight thousand sit-ups every day. <laughs> I mean, you know, I know she's forty-one years old. She's not gonna look nineteen, but mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think those clothes favor her very well. So, um, and Nobu is the place where you go where you know paparazzi are going to be. So that's the point of that. Right. And they got seen, so. Yeah. She could go to some, like, secret place. No, she wants to. place? She wants to be seen talking gibberish. I mean, anything. Anything to be seen. I got glasses on. God. She's wearing sunglasses. That looks so dumb. What's that picture? Is she going into the restaurant there? Oh, uh, yeah. She's flanked by a bodyguard, and yeah, it looks like she's being followed by a million paparazzi. And a, she's... a bodyguard at Nobu? That's a celebrity hangout. It looks like there's a an umbrella holder for her as well. Oh, great. Cool. I wonder if we got, I wonder if that's Jackson's uh, retired umbrella holder. He's back <laughs> he at work. A, he's got his, his next job. Wow. Oh, that poor guy, Sam. He just looks. 
I mean, just poor Sam. What? He's a guy who's getting a paycheck. He's fine. Yeah, he's getting a paycheck, but he has to spend time with her. He's paycheck for babysit. I used to babysit. I didn't want to be with those kids, but I babysat them. He's He's an actor too. He's well paid, and you get that really, really, really nice watch for going on that show. Absolutely, and 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 a role in a movie which was that out starring Mel Gibson. (laughs) Yeah, I, I think that movie has come and gone. I'm pretty I, sure. I right? don't remember it, but no, there's nothing memorable about it. By the way, there's a Bruce Willis movie that they're hawking on. Uh, Are they? I think it's on. Is there. it one he already like filmed, but yeah, they haven't released it yet. Last Bruce year, Bruce Willis. But they made it sound like he really didn't seem to understand what was going on when he filmed the movie. Jesus. Yeah, a lot of his late movies, it was very low effort. Oh well. Um. Chris Brown did. I meant to mention this yesterday. Chris Brown over the weekend. Um, I guess he's doing. This is interesting because I was just reading a story in Rolling Stone about how important it is to cancel people. Mm. And as I was reading that, I was kind of organizing my notes, and then I get to Chris Brown. I'm like, well, Chris Brown isn't canceled. Would he cancel him? Right. I mean, he's a terror. He's horrible. Yeah. He doesn't know why either. No, he says he doesn't. He he got angry because he's making a song with Chloe Bailey. Is she a big deal? Never heard of her. She will be, I'm sure. I, I mean, I got the impression that she that this was a good move for him to work with her, or I mean, it's at least an equal collaboration of some kind. I, I don't really don't even. I've never really heard of her. She's a young up and comer. She's okay. twenty four. He's 33, so I guess, you know, he has to fight to stay in the zeitgeist. But anyway, she was getting shit for doing um, a song with him. Chris Brown, that creepy, you know, Rihanna beater. I know, yeah. I mean, Rihanna being in the news is always bad for him. <laughs> because there's so much back. attention on Rihanna, and that'll always, you know, bring up the fact that he yeah. beat the shit out of her the night before the Grammys. He's got to be really was, jealous. Timing was pretty bad. Yeah. So yeah, oh, and he was jealous when Rihanna started dating other people. He's a, he's a nut. I mean, not only did he beat up Rihanna, but he beat up uh, Karuchi Tran, and then he was threatening people and stalking people that were trying to hit on her after he was already out of the picture. Yeah. To the point that he has a five-year restraining order. <laughs> oh, really? A five-year wow. restraining order, and. Apparently, the domestic occurred when she dumped him, and he demanded that she give him back all the gifts he ever gave her. And she just wanted him to fuck out. Uh-huh. And by the way, when you give a gift, it is theirs. It's not, you don't get to take it back because you say you want it back. Right. Person wants to what give a it, stupid present. <laughs> person wants to give it to you. But I guess he gave her some expensive jewelry, and he wanted it back. So she said no. And so he, I guess, he got physical. He was never charged, but he was so, and this is on social media in front of everyone. He's threatening people, picking fights with people uh, because he was suggesting that, you know, you stay away from her. Well, she was single. She wasn't dating him. Didn't he, I mean, didn't he have a, a isn't there somebody like a probation? I, you know, I've asked that question so many times, Trudy. There's so many incidents with him. That his probation, that what they kept doing was increasing his probation. Well, we're just going right. to add two more, you know, since you assaulted that Good Morning America dressing room, we're going to add to your probation. <laughs> uh, then, 
Or they Let's just see. drop it and get exhausted because there were just too many incidents. It seemed that way because, you know, he, uh, there were multiple people who said they were held captive by him. Because what he, his move is he insists on taking your phone. Mm. He has these little parties, him and 10 buddies or 20 buddies, and they invite all these girls, like 50 girls. And they have to give up their phone when they get there. Wow, that was a good move. And then apparently a lot of the girls want to leave when they want to leave. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, well, you'll have to, we'll have to figure out how to get your phone, you know, or your phone's at Chris's house. So you got to go to Chris's house to get the phone. Right. And then they go to Chris's house and they can't get the phone and they want to get the fuck out and they well, feel like they're not, my main move. <laughs> they're not able to leave. Right. They cannot yeah, leave. Sure. So... He has a lot of uh, really crummy moves that people don't like because generally he's pretty unpleasant because <laughs> just doesn't seem like a really nice person. But why do people still like him? So after this whole Chloe Bailey thing, because I guess a lot of people are giving him shit or giving her shit, he suddenly posts out and says he's tired of getting crap for beating up Rihanna. <laughs> he <laughs> did? Why does everybody yeah. keep bringing that up? I was a young kid. Yeah, he said he was. I was fucking seventeen. No, he was not 17. He He was two months shy of 20. So he's lying about how old he was. If you still don't like me for that, you can kiss my fucking ass. I don't like you. Fucking 17. Yeah, if you don't like him for beating up Rihanna, you can kiss his fucking ass. I'm 33. I'm tired of y'all running with this narrative. It's not a narrative. It happened. (laughs) Yeah. And and unfortunately, the pictures went incredibly viral. They were mainstream media, social media. It doesn't matter. Those pictures are everywhere of Rihanna's beaten face. Yeah, he beat her ass. He beat her very badly. So then he says, Blueface and his girlfriend beat the fuck out of each other in front of the world, but that's okay. Who's Blueface? He's a rapper. I I don't even know who that is. (laughs) All y'all can suck my dick disrespectfully. Where's cancel culture for white artists who date underage women or beat the fuck out of their wives? Oh, oh, they're your famous buddies. And then he posts pictures of Mel Gibson, Sean Penn, uh, Nick Cage, Ozzy Osbourne, Emma Roberts, Carmen Electra. Who did Carmen Electra uh, assault? Wait, she assaulted someone or was assaulted? Well, he's putting pictures of white people. He said assaulted uh, people. Or had sex with underage people, and he includes Ozzy, Nick Cage, Sean Penn, Mel Gibson, uh, Josh Brolin, Carmen Electra, Emma Roberts, and... That's high praise! I guess, I think there was a couple other names. Maybe I forgot to write them down. Okay. And so, yeah, so then, um, of course, this got all kinds of response. Most of the people saying, you know, Chris... This is really not a very good way to defend yourself to say that, hey, they beat the shit out of people, too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is not. And also, uh, Mel Gibson, for example, is not really thought of very positively. No. Everybody. I don't think. It's kind of a joke. Stinks. About his. And a couple of. A couple of people on his list, like Nick Cage, was involved in a dispute with someone, but it didn't sound like it was very physical. Like we're going to kidnap the president of the United States. It wasn't anything like what happened with him. Ozzy Osbourne, I guess, was with Sharon a long, long time ago. I don't even know what that. I don't know what that is. Declaration of Independence. Sean Penn assaulted Madonna in 1985. Tied to a chair. I would say he probably has gotten away with that to some degree, but I don't know why that makes Chris Brown much better. Well, he sure did his reading on other people. Yeah, who did Josh Brown? I love how he just throws... Give me a list of white people to beat somebody up. 
<laughs> oh, why? Really? I love, want some white bitches too. I'd love to see Chris Brown's um, Google search. <laughs> Who did, did Josh Brolin have a domestic with somebody? I don't remember that. Uh, Probably dead. Uh, let's Diane see. Lane. Diane Lane. I guess they had an incident in 2004. Josh Brolin and Diane Lane. Where's Diane Lane? I love she, Diane. She was Lane. hot. I do. I something. I don't know what it is about. Are you Diane related Lane. to her? I dig her. <laughs> Are you related to her? No, I'm not. I wish I was. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'd love to see her Thanksgiving. Aw, that'd be cute. <laughs> no, she's just something. Something I always liked her character. She just seems likable. I, every time I see her interviewed, she seems she's always smiling. She just seems like a real positive, fun person. She All really right. stays out of the limelight. Too. And she's fucking hot. So in '03, she became engaged to Josh Brolin. They were married. That's a weird couple, isn't it? That doesn't it's seem right. Kind of hot though. They were married in August of '04. In December of that year, she called police after an altercation, mm. and he was arrested on a misdemeanor charge of domestic battery. Mm. Lane declined to press charges. However, the couple's spokesperson described the incident as a misunderstanding. Okay. Lane and Brolin filed for divorce in 2013. Finally. Oh, so they were married nine years after that. I'm surprised. Wow. It's pretty, wow. Hmm. Um, I want to say that he was a... He why does he still get work? Yeah, why is he working? Oh, did my he, God, he works so much. Did he quit drinking? Did he used to drink and yeah. maybe he quit? I, why does he get Thanos? I think he did. Yeah, he was both Thanos and... Uh, who is he in... Uh... <laughs> Who's he what? Maybe interrupt this fart. <laughs> Don't interrupt a good fart, Trudy. Um, with uh, Ryan Reynolds, the... Um, oh, Cable. He's, yeah, he's Cable. In Deadpool. In Deadpool. Mm. Oh, yeah, he's been in a ton he's of stuff. Mar- he's in he's a million. Marvel and DC. He played George Bush. Oh, yeah, that's right, he did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he was good, too. I like that. Yeah. No, he's a very good actor. Bush. I've read w- an article about him, too. He seems like a cool guy, uh, you know, obviously. And he was in Goonies! Beat up Diane Lane. Yeah, I want all the information that, right now. That part I don't, I don't support. But it does not look like he's just a serial abuser, like Chris Brown. Yeah, we people forget that. Why Chris Brown winning Oscars? Chris Brown immediately went and assaulted a green room at GMA or the Today Show <laughs> right after he beat up Rihanna. His list of transgressions is so long, yeah, pretty lengthy, and you can even remove the ones that have been declared fake, and it's still a long list. Because he was uh, accused of raping a girl in Paris. He was jailed, and then they said, uh, you know, she's not going to press charges or it didn't happen or whatever. I mean, I didn't know what to believe. Just like Diane Lane. <laughs> right, just <laughs> like it. Exactly. She lied. Diane Lane told the truth. <laughs> Did you happen to read the Rolling Stones story about the band Live? No. Well, wait, this is the first news about Live in how long have they been a band? 20? 30 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were, actually, they were a band before they were live, and then they became live, uh-huh. I think, in 91 or 92. Yeah, and that's the only history I know of Oh, them. really? They just never, there's nothing about them ever. You didn't dig them when they came in the studio? They're all right, but there's just never anything to say about them. You know, it's funny, um, in the story, which was about the sort of the downfall of the band live. And maybe you remember Lightning Crashes. Can you yeah. play a little clip of... Oh, yeah. where'd Brandon go? Um, I Alone, Selling the right. Drama. Yeah, it's good. Which, was Lightning Crashes the biggest? Lightning yeah, both, both of those. Are yeah, just play a little uh, sample of live. 
Wait, people remember live. They were kind of a big deal in the nineties, were. weren't they? Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that they are not a good band. I'm just saying you can. There's never any news. I, about I them. alone was. The no, I think you're song. right. It's kind of frustrating because you know. I thought. Yeah, I was thinking. I alone was it. That, that lightning crashes was big too. I think selling the drama was a pretty big song. Um, what I didn't realize as I was reading the story of Live was that the music, the the Gary Graff world of music critics mm. did not like Live at all. Oh, really? Yeah, they really looked down on them. I, I don't know why I didn't know that. Musically, they're fine. I can't say that I really looked up to them. I think they thought their lyrics were kind of bullshit. Right. They were just stupid and like tried to be they were kind of posers i think is what was suggested no kidding yeah i mean that doesn't mean it's true there were just there were just a lot of critics that weren't crazy about them well. and no one knew anyone in the band but ed kowalczyk and they were joking about ed kowalczyk shirtless. like When's the last time you said Ed Kowalczyk's name? I think that's what I'm saying, yeah. No, I think you kind of nailed it without even thinking. <laughs> it just You just spit it out. And, and what does uh, Ed Kowalczyk... <laughs> what does he think <laughs> when he's not on stage? Um, what does he think? <laughs> I can't believe I'm bald. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Of course he thinks that. That's my fault. You cued it right up, and I apologize. He thinks it on Everyone stage, evolved. too. That's that's what threw me, Trudy. They, they largely knew him as the super intense bald guy who delivered lines like, and to Christ a cross, and to me a chair. <laughs> See, I didn't understand this part of the song so early in it, too. It's like, uh, the placenta falls to the floor. It's like, Her placenta falls. Ew. That was one of the lines they ew, quoted ew, in the story. How, how, what, what does that mean? Any word on if he's going to eat the placenta? <laughs> Gross. The angel opens her eyes. They were trying to be so deep. Totally were. Where'd that come from? Slow down. I don't think the critics were impressed. They're in the Creed group of bands. <laughs> that makes sense. I want to. I, I'm guessing. I'm gonna look Creed up in a second. I'm guessing that Creed is more popular now than Live. Really? Live has three million and three thousand monthly listeners. Three million. That's respectable. Really? Lightning. The same songs. Lightning crashes has been streamed 163 million times. Oh. That's pretty good. Three. They've, they've got three other songs that are between 50 million and 80 million streams. So that's. I mean, that's not bad. It's not Nirvana. It's not Pearl Jam. By the way, Kurt Cobain's birthday today. Creed, on the other hand, <laughs> Creed has 5,150,000 monthly listeners. What? Creed has a lot more God. interest now Huge. than live. One Last Breath, 206 million. My Sacrifice, 192 My million. Sacrifice. I never hear them, though. 171 for hire. Um, my mouth's wide open. My mouth's not open. It's one thirty-nine. Is that in Bob Rivers' uh, parody site? By the way, are they like my mouth's not open? Are they on NIC? Is that? I mean, Creed probably could be. My mouth's not open. My mouth's not open. <laughs> oh my God! The song was so slow. 
And I think it was about when he found out he was going to have a kid with his wife. Oh, my God. This is one of Bob's better parodies, in my opinion. Well, no one's heard. Oh, my God, that voice. <laughs> my words today. So good. I sing my lines. My voice is strange. Love you, Jagger. <laughs> Close my jowls. <laughs> begin to shake. <laughs> and clench my jaw. Wrinkle my face. My mouth's not open. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. Will I mash my teeth? I mumble not open It's barely open <laughs> Not open <laughs> If I had just one wish I wanna be pulled down Just like Eddie V His mouth's not open His job's wide open Sound alike It's like I struck my cheeks With a shot of Nova Cane My mouth is swollen <laughs> And though it feels so strange It's just like grunge It's just like Alice in Chains My mouth's not open <laughs> Yeah Yeah, so Creed, yeah, they. I don't know if I would have guessed that. I guess I did guess it. I loved it. I wasn't sure. <laughs> anyway, they're a lot. As far as the streaming band, they're much bigger than live, which I'm endlessly fascinated by seeing who is out streaming who now. Because sometimes it does a complete reversal. People that were so big in the 90s and they don't really stack up in the streaming world for whatever reason. Yeah. Where's so it's kind of like Bush. they've broken all over again. Bush, Bush is still out Bush. there. Gavin Rossdale. I don't think they're a big streaming band. In the I'm article, they, they reference that, yeah, Live and Bush went on tour in the, in 2020, and then pff, everything. I've know. seen Bush a couple times. Pretty okay. good. Okay, Bush is uh, Glycerin, uh, $178 million. But I, but I think it's one of those things where Gavin kicked out like every member, and it's just him, it's just and him. then he brought other people in. Right. Which nobody Bush. knows the difference. I don't think people no, care. Really, no. They've got three, Bush, Bush. three, three <laughs> 3.3 million monthly listeners. They have more than live, too, not by much. Anyway, uh, what happens with live is, well, I mean, they blame the way the music press treated them for a lot of their woes once the sort of the grunge thing wore off. But they did put it all back together at a couple times and tour and tour fairly successfully. And they were indeed touring with some success in 2020. Mm. They would play these, uh, or 2019, 2020. They would play these... Small gigs. Well, they would be like corporate gigs where they get oh, paid right. an insane lot of money. Right, right. You know, yeah. just a ton of money to play for 200 people because some company wanted to say, hey, we got a big band from the 90s. <laughs> and they liked that. That was fine. We're making money because 
the only way you could make money was to play live. And they had some songwriting breakdown where Ed Kowalczyk got more, but the other guys had a share of the songwriting. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they did have an interest in staying together. However, uh, they got some management, um, I think around 2012, 13, 14, that was working with live and I think Ed Kowalczyk was like, I don't want anything to do with this. Mm-hmm. But the other three decided to sell their publishing, oh. which was worth, this is interesting because you see these big publishing deals, you know, Bruce Springsteen, half a billion dollars. Right. Okay, live, the three guys in the band, besides Ed Kowalczyk, sold their publishing for $1.9 million. Whoa, Really? Wait, is that a well like that it much? Seems kind of low. That little. Yeah, that little bit. Well, okay. Here's the I, thing. I'm still impressed that they can make that. Live is not a gigantic band right now. Right. They're not even a big giant nostalgic band. You could look Setlist FM. Maybe they play some. They probably play two thousand seaters, I would guess, or maybe smaller. But they they made money on the road. There's still interest in this band. It's not giant. It's not Pearl Jam. It's not Bon Jovi. It's not. You know, it's it's sure. on a lower level, but they still are, uh, you know, a money making interest. There's still commerce. They're so hard to find that oh, those stats because their name is live. And oh yeah, that's <laughs> right. that sucks. But um, their publishing still has value. But Ed Kowalczyk owns the the largest share. Nice name, so, not to take the three smaller shares of the publishing. They were able to raise about two million dollars, hmm. which. They used to invest in a fiber optics company, oh. which they were also wow. running with their new manager. Except that wow, their new manager good move. Their new manager didn't really know what the fuck he was doing. Ah. So basically, they sold their publishing money and then blew it out their ass on oh. dumb businesses. Two different businesses, I believe, that failed. And the idea, I think, was they were going to build this fiber optics company and then they were going to sell it. And it was like, oh, what a terrible idea! And one of the band members they feel is as dishonest as the manager that he brought to them. Chad Taylor. Is it Chad Taylor? What are the three guys' names? Chad Taylor, Patrick Dahlheimer, and Chad Gracie. Yeah, it must be Chad Taylor. Yeah. Said that Bill Hines was his partner in numerous business ventures. Yes. And when they brought Bill Hines in, Bill Hines was going to put a certain amount of money into this first business venture... And then it turned out when they raised all their money um, and they invested in whatever they invested in, it turned out that, oh, Bill Hines didn't invest anything. Oh, surprise. He didn't have any money. Oh. And then he came back a couple years later and said, oh, man, I know that was sucked. I'm sorry, but I got a great new idea. Oh, and no. now I do have some money. Really? And somehow. They fell for it? He rallied the three guys to do it again My for God. this fiber optic company. And it was a fucking debacle. And they ended up just fighting like cats and dogs to the point that Ed Kowalczyk said, I don't want anything to do with any of you. I don't want any of you. I want a low-maintenance tour with three musicians who play these songs the way they need to be played, and I want to take my 55%, and I want to ride off into the sunset. Sure. So now they're all fucked, (laughs) and they're all broke. Wow. Yeah, and they have nothing to tour with. Except, so it's really not the story of the death of live, it's just the story of the death of the band, and Ed Kowalczyk marches on. 
But I don't know. Is he touring? Name is, one is, other band that's done that. I have not heard that. I mean, I assume they're going to be doing gigs again because it just doesn't sound like anybody makes money on their songs anymore. I mean, look unless how, you can sell them to movies. thoughtful he looks in that picture. Let's see. He's pretty intense. We've got tour dates intense. here, upcoming. Yeah, Ed Kowalczyk is so intense. They're playing in March, May, June. They okay, got a whole Bush Gardens, Tampa Bay, Ridgefield Playhouse yeah, in Connecticut. Small. Uh, Levitt Pavilion in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Oh, sheds. Let's go music, 2023. Crew Fest in Brantford, Ontario. Yeah, these are not giant venues. But then they're so going to that, the Netherlands. And is then... that Ed or is that... The... That's Ed. That's yes, Ed. that's Ed. Without... Yeah, without the other three. Wow. And speaking of um, things, business ventures, uh, before the show today, I was listening to Sophia with an F's podcast, Sophia formerly of Call Me Daddy. <laughs> Boy. And of course, they splintered off, and Alex took the barstool gig, which was the smart move, made a shit ton of money. <clears throat> and then Alex went off on her own to Spotify, and she's still killing it over there. And Sophia with an F, who I said, because they both, that show was so popular, it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But when I heard Sophia with an F by herself, Carl actually brought it to the show. It was so bad. We have a couple of Sophia drops. Just Wait, emphasize. that's such a good point. <laughs> this is real shit, and you guys know it. These influencers, whatever, <laughs> 97%. And then my favorite. I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> my, Don't I, be dumb. I love the girl in the boner line that called and said that, that her... Um, that's such a great point is so much better than the Meghan Markle version of the same drop. It is. Cause I totally agree with it. Wait, her. that's such a good point. I mean, that is the most, that voice is horrible. That is such a good point. And honestly, I think I said on the show that if that show, if we don't pass that show at some point, I'm really gonna have to consider calling it a day Ew. because she's horrible. Absolutely horrible. So I watched she did. She passed us the wrong way. <laughs> she moved past us going backwards. <laughs> but she had, as a guest today, Billy McFarland from mm-hmm. the Fire Festival. Yeah. So I had to listen to it. And um, I'm going to tell Carl about it. I don't know if Carl will, will bring us clips tomorrow. I have a feeling he might. I don't know what Carl's been up to lately. But Billy McFarland is such a fucking weasel. Is he, he back is. to separating people from their money? He's trying. He's trying. Awesome. He is. And, you know, I said it when he went to jail. I said, damn it, part of the sentence should be no more taking other people's money. Right. You have to make your own money. You have to get a job that pays you, not a job that lets you get people from other money to then do something. But no, <laughs> of course, that is all he wants to do is get investors to put something together and he talks about himself as if he is a huge success story who just had something go south. Mm-hmm. I mean, he talks about, oh, yeah, I knew the WeWorks guy. Um, what's the WeWorks guy's name? Adam Newman. Newman. Adam, yeah, Adam Newman, a brilliant guy. He just needed the next person to take to the next level. And <laughs> in not recognizing that, that was his failure, which was also my failure. I had a great idea, and I needed the guy to take it to the next level. And I thought it was me, and I was wrong. And then I lied a lot. Will you suck dick to fix this water problem? But Billy McFarland acts like, uh, oh, yeah, my magnesium card or my mag, what's that stupid credit card he had, um, which was a big pile of bullshit. Yeah, like just a metal card that people thought was cool because of magnesis. 
Yeah. He, oh, he's, Magnus was a big success. He was on his way. He started companies when he was 12 years old. He started a social media company that was just like Facebook, but he oh. was only 12. Were we on it? No, we were never on it. Nobody's ever on it. No one's on it. Except for his middle school, I think, was on it. Well, that's not social media. No, and that's what I mean. He just lies and lies and lies. And Sophia Leneff has no idea how to tell when he's lying. Because she seems to have done almost no prep. (laughs) She, you know, she's asking him questions like, wait, Sophia, did you watch the documentaries? There were two documentaries. They were incredibly good. They were funny, too. And so you shouldn't have to ask him how he started out. You should know that. You're not doing a, it's, this is not a, well, in my opinion, the podcast is not a Q&A where you ask him to tell you all the things you could find on Wikipedia. Because that chews up lots of time. Wait, that's such a good point. <laughs> but, our, but our audience knows as little as she does. So I know, but maybe she that's... could inform them. She could upfront say that, you know, Billy did this, 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 and we're going to talk about his time in prison, mm. um, which they did. And of course, he even lies about that. Really? He lies about this everything. This is real shit, and you guys know it. He's just a fucking liar. And, you know, to have a a host that is just so easy to put anything over on. Um, I find myself entertained, actually. <laughs> I was surprised how 100%. amused I was. So is she going to be all on board the next thing? That's that... such a good yeah, question. Yeah, maybe she can invest. Maybe I'm she'll sure invest. I'm sure she'll be one of his influencers, too. Oh, oh. She's, just... she's so awful. That voice is so <laughs> horrific that I find it fascinating in a weird Don't way. Don't be dumb. Did, uh, did you see the latest... Did we talk about T.J. Holmes and Amy Hobach yesterday? Oh, I didn't even know yeah. it existed. No, we didn't, but uh, there's a lot more photos of them on vacation. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I, I meant to uh, to mention that yesterday. They're because in love. They were in Mexico, and I swear, they must... Are the paparazzi busier than ever lately? It seems like the paparazzi's really gotten busy. <laughs> but I'm convinced that T.J. Holmes and Amy Hobach must just go, you know what, uh, let me put on a really skimpy bikini... Um, or, you know, uh, or let's go to this bar and uh, I'm going to get really all dressed up all hot and you put on something really cool and I'll call the paparazzi and we'll get, cause the, somehow the media always knows where they are. That's how she wins the deal. She wins, uh, you know, even though they got fired. Not sure what she's winning now though, because no, there's no way the media followed them to a Mexican resort. I just don't believe that. They're not that important. They've been gone from ABC for, uh, let's see, a couple months, and they bought them out, so they've got plenty of money to play around for a while, but as far as their careers go, I don't know, unless they're doing OnlyFans, I don't really know what they're doing. Uh, they're they're going to put out a teaser like Jason Carr and say, uh, something's happening soon. No, I, they're going to get recruited somewhere. Where is oh. it? Who knows? <laughs> Tell me, is that is that bikini flattering on her? Because I didn't think it was. I think she looks fine. No, I mean, I think she looks really good for her age, but I'm just not sure. That, ooh, people boy, were, not good there. People were not happy about that. No. Nah. We're looking at a shot of her from behind her right. ass. She's nah. wearing not quite a thong, but it's almost a thong. It, it shows it, most of her butts hanging out. That's not, it doesn't. It doesn't project out like it's supposed no. to. Um, kind of hanging down a little, and there's some maybe cellulite. People were not happy with the cellulite, Inevitable. the yeah. gravity, or what they felt was gravity. a flat ass. That's like yeah. pussy yeah. at the beach! She yeah. has a kind of a flat ass, and also, it just, just looks a little, there's a few too many pounds around there. 
What do you think about Holmes, Trudy? Holmes looks studly. Holmes looks looks great. Yeah, Yeah, he looks like what are the what are these up here? Um, his shoulder muscles, his shoulders, his traps, his traps. Yeah, he's got some traps going. No, TJ's in excellent shape. I would say if if somebody was if somebody was bisexual, they would probably be more attracted to him. Um, she's really pretty and all that, but I don't know. I think she thinks she's hotter than she oh, is or something. Look, she's I don't know. wearing the promise ring around her neck. Oh, <laughs> they're the best couple, and she's got a little gut going. Oh, I don't know. I don't think she that looks fine. I don't think that outfit is really good for her. I'm just saying. It's not a good bathing suit choice. Find a no, it's not. I mean, I think they're. I think I could do a much better job picking a bathing suit for her. <laughs> I really do. And she looked great. She looked great because she looks great in clothes. She looks really good in clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a good. Yeah. But there, you know, she's she's at one point she's uh, she's got some kind of a hose. She's spraying her back and like maybe TJ's come. I don't know what it is. Oh. <laughs> sure, I don't. It's hot, honey. I love you. I, I think you're that? a terrific girl, but you have clothes like a fucking dickhead. Oh, she's applying, I'm sorry, she's applying sunscreen. Oh, I see. I thought she was doing something else. Oh, God. Crazy. But, I mean, they just, maybe, you know, I think a lot of people look at them and they go, oh, my God, they're just fucking up a storm. Like rabbits. Because they look like they just want to fuck like crazy. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that's I know why... you're not a natural beauty, but I think with the right clothes and the right look, you could be very striking. <laughs> I think that's why a lot of people... Are assuming that this is going to go flat as soon as TJ's dick gets worn out. Oh man! Well, we'll have producers, new producers, wherever he works, and he's going to have his eye out. He's going to be wandering. Yeah, I don't. That's that's what I don't understand. Is it seems like she witnessed all of his bullshit, right? So, but that was with them. I'm going to change him. <sighs> I sure just feel like that. it was an irresistible choice. I mean, it's Billy or him. Billy, him. She probably That's fell true. asleep at night thinking, Billy or TJ. I just think he has a lot He's of choices on his mind at all times. But the, the thing that I most object to here, besides your flat ass, <laughs> is this. They both just got busted. Mm. They just sort of, you know, busted out of relationships. Their divorces are almost final, I think. But to their exes and their kids, I don't know, this... This, you know, floundering around in their bikinis and bathing suits in Mexico and just looking like they can't wait to ball. I don't know. It's kind of, it just seems a little disrespectful <laughs> to me. Andrew Shoe made comment. Did you hear it? I didn't. You remember your butthole, don't you? It's right around the corner from the balls and penis that were pumping my wife last night. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew Shoe and TJ were supposed to be such good friends. Oh, I know. They were so close. And, you know, he had that fake introduction about how in love they are. My favorite people, Andrew Shoe. And Better together. A year later. It just, I don't know. Can't they? I guess they cannot keep it to themselves. Blended family. Oh, they have to tell the world how hot they are for each other. Well, you got to keep it hot because he might wander off. So. That's true. Uh, he does have that ability mm-hmm. or that um, that failure occasionally. <laughs> Did you come after my wife and try to seduce my wife? And and by the way, I mean, she's she was a big TV star, so she needs validation constantly too. Yeah, she does. I'm wondering where she's going to land because, you know, she had built up this really strong presence at ABC. She was hosting 2020 mm-hmm. with the news guy. What's the news guy's name? Uh, I don't know. Um, he, boys, he loves social media. Oh, my God, does he think he's hot? 
David Muir? David Muir, oh. yeah. <laughs> oh, does he think he's hot. He <laughs> loves being on Instagram with his shirt off. Oh, does he love it. <laughs> and there's always rumors that he's um, he's boofooing with um, Gio Benitez. Yeah, that was an old oh. one. I don't know if they're still together. They're not boofooing anymore? No, he has a husband, doesn't he? Gio? No, um, David. Yeah, Gio does. He married Tommy Daddario. Oh, okay. So, yeah, love triangle. So, that's a, well, that's a hot couple there. Oh, yeah. I don't think David Muir is in, in oh, a relationship. No, I can check his who's dated who. Single. I'm telling you, he is really in shape, and he loves showing it off no homo. <laughs> <laughs> you did it! <laughs> David Muir has zero people on his who's dated who at wow. the age of 49. I don't think that David Muir has said that he's gay. I don't think he's publicly out. But I think... But everybody knows. People uh, feel very strongly that he is. Well, you know <laughs> what, that means. Congratulations on keeping his life private. I don't know how yeah. he does it, but he's doing a really well, good job. Well, he and, he and Gio Benitez and all the ABC people did not care for this T.J. Holmes, Amy Robach shit. We've they did not disapproved. like it at all. Oh, I... They don't like people talking about... Uh, People boffing at work. And, you know, I read this. Did you read the story about ABC and what a horny place it was? No, I didn't. I remember that. Really? Yeah, it just was out a few days ago, I think. And I don't, this is when I get so confused is when they start talking about power imbalances. And they said, yeah, but this is, this one uh, was consensual. This one one was non-consensual. And so I'm thinking, when you say something is non-consensual, I'm assuming that's a rape. How can a non-consensual relationship that has sex be okay? That's, that strikes me as someone physically overpowering someone or saying, you fuck me or else. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I wish, I wish they would be more clear weird, about that. Gray they area. They love these words like power imbalance. They love throwing that word around. Right. And sometimes it has nothing to do with the relationship. It's just that this person has a higher position, therefore it's a power imbalance. Um, but sometimes people who are in the lower part of the power balance love fucking the person that's higher in the power balance because they gives them more power. <laughs> so sometimes that works for them. Yeah, but yeah, that's very transitory, though. You know, you got to watch it can out. Be. It doesn't not always. You have to have your own power. Um, all right, so you know you love giving us five star reviews on Spotify. No, you love you do. it. You love giving love us five star reviews. All of you guys, no homo. Um, five star reviews on iTunes and, and fun chicks. Yeah, that too. No lesbo. <laughs> Why was no lesbo never? I never heard no lesbo. No, no even Nicki no Minaj homo, yeah. said no homo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Love getting your reviews. Love seeing those numbers go up. Love seeing you bury the one star reviews and putting them further and further in the past. Mm-hmm. So if you can, when you're on iTunes, pop us a review. If you have five minutes, we have. At least 300,000 people who've listened to the podcast at one time or another. And we have 5,800 ratings. So a lot of you have never even tried or bothered. It'd be nice if you took the time to do it once in a while. (laughs) So there you go. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, any of those platforms we're on that accept uh, reviews. We love it, love it, love it. As we love when you use the Amazon portal because it pays us back and helps keeps this show rolling along. As does the Donate Bar where some of you... Very sweet, and uh, people who are successfully managing your budgets 
Find space for us on your monthly donations of five bucks or ten bucks or twenty bucks or whatever it is, and uh, you can donate on a one-time basis too. And that's every bit as good and much appreciated. Carl is back tomorrow for the first time in two weeks, as always. And I don't know what Carl's. I'm a little behind on who are these podcasts for oh, change. I caught up. How's the last show? It's good. All the shows are good. He had one about these people. The most recent one where. This podcast, these people who are really into bestiality. It's, oh, oh, yeah. Crazy. The Zoo-er, Zooish or something? Zooier yeah, than thou or something. I'll get caught up tonight. Yeah. All right, so we'll see you tomorrow. Neither team has been able to breach the goal line. They get into the red zone and put points up on the board. If you like fat people making love, this is perfect because they just go around. They just can't stick it in. The XFL. It's real football featuring players with real nicknames. Oh, he hate me. He hate me He's the a most star. famous he hate me in the world. He is a big star. I'll tell you what, he's a great player. See it, hear it, feel it. The XFL. I've talked to Terry Bowles before the game, and he and I have something in common. He collects Beanie Babies. Yeah. You won't believe the outrageous fan interviews during the game. Hey, are you guys having fun today? Yeah. Skipper's halftime speech where he said that the demons had him and then let him back up. Absolutely. You got him down, keep him down. We'll even talk to players live right after they f up. Jose, that was huge for your team to miss that field goal. Can you come back strong? I mean, right I'll kick it straight to the, to the right. I'll be back. And the XFL has the bitches. It's a ta-ta timeout. Masturbate to the skankiest Mike cheerleaders in sports history. And only in the XFL do we open up so many microphones simultaneously, nobody knows when the f they're on. Get the Memphis card. Hey, John, I'm sorry I f***ed you on that other one. The XFL, giving you the most disjointed, overmodulated commentary you've only dreamed of. Jim Skipper, who ended up telling him I really want you to come back and play what kind of player he was in New Orleans when he posted him down there as a rookie of the year. See it, feel it, hear it. The XFL, Saturday nights on NBC and Sunday on UPN. As for Shaw in motion, Sheehy, Wendell Davis, Maddox, James Hunden, Jimmy the Jet, Cunningham, Del McGee, Chris Fuamatu, Ma'afa. Ooh, babe, that's just look smacking good.